We here at Ragnarok would like to thank our patrons like Stephen Vest, Savarik, Michael Hopkins, Michael Davis, Kelly K. Gilman, Yodlet, Brownie Davis, Chad Swenson, William Wilson, Carl Black, Steve Areza, I have no more names, Michael Drescher, James Burns, Dad Gunner. Thanks, everyone. Hi, Craig. Yeah, Craig here. Hi, Craig. That's You're awesome. Guy. He's the best. Craig, do anything except for say where I'm recording? I mean, he records the entire game and then sends me a, a wave file at the end. That's pretty nice of him. Really, he sends Eric a wave file. So, so Eric sends Eric a wave file, which then Eric sends to you. Yep. So how do you know they're getting the right wave file? Because I usually check it. Uh, That's smart. That is a very smart thing to do. You don't just blindly post whatever sound file you find. I mean, I, I there was there was that one time that bit me in the ass when it was just you know t- two hours of of James saying racial slurs. Uh-huh. Was that was a bad? Oh, episode. like my old podcast. It was, no, that uh, was, it was James and David saying racial slurs. Yeah. We should stop saying this. Let's just start the game. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. Uh, today we're going to be playing Delta Green. Um, this is part two of music, music from a Darkened Room. Um, I'm Ryan. I'm going to be the handler for this session. Um, so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and your characters. I hope everyone's in the same order, so let's start from the top with ACOS. Right, I am Alex, and I will be Hi, playing... James. I am playing FBI agent Kenneth Burchard. Uh, he is an experienced FBI investigator, but still a little green around the gills when it comes to Delta Green. Uh, and he got attacked... Well, not attacked. He got... Um, Accosted by a ghost, and he is, however, um, doing pretty well otherwise. Sand's not too bad. That's, that's all you need to know about Kenneth Burchard. Hi, uh, I'm James. I'm playing uh, uh, Brandon Bolger. Uh, he's uh, kind of like a you know, uh, he, he's kind of like a guy that likes to sit behind the counter and, you know, behind the desk and do all the computer work. Uh, he hasn't really any direct contact with, uh, um, you know, weird and creepy stuff, but he has read a bunch of files about it and filed it away. And, you know, but um, yeah, uh, he, he got put into this little uh, he got put into this little uh, uh, field field test. And uh, it, it's it's uh, it's going weird for him. Not gonna lie, he's uh, he's holding it together, but uh, that last encounter in that house, uh, that definitely, he's uh, he's uh, he's looking to get this done and go home, and uh, probably put this ball behind him. Uh, I guess I'm next, if we're going by the order that's there, right? Yeah, we've got a new player this this session, so uh, Ed, you... Um, I forgot that I was supposed to come up with a reason that I'm all involved. Um, uh, I'll think of that in a second. My name is Ed. I'll be playing Lauren Tapley. Uh, she is a, um, a big, 
um, criminal. A, lar- a, a large, uh, muscular criminal. She used to be a cop. Uh, maybe she saw some shit when she was on the force, and that's why she left the force. Uh, Makes sense. She had a, a tangle with the unnatural, and uh, Delta Green recruited her, but she has kind of drifted away from law enforcement. Yep. Shit's too freaky, man. I'm not dealing with this. Now, when you say big, like big time or big as in she's actually physically big? She's physically a large person. She's like... She's a large criminal, not a criminal at large. Right, no, she's not... She's not very big. She's not very big time. She's just a large person. Tell him large, large. Guess that's me next. Yep. Nope. Because right, in my order, it said that uh, Ryan was next. Ryan doesn't have a character to introduce. That's true. He's all the characters. He's got to introduce all the NPCs right now. That's his job. Yes, right now. Go, Ryan. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan, and I am playing uh, Isabel Wheeler, Adele DiVitello. Um, Oh, Adele DiVitello. Everybody in the world except our characters. Yes, everybody in the world except the four people who are the PCs. All right. Thank you, Ryan. We're about to get their shit pushed in thanks to to our little – go ahead. My name is Will. I'm playing Sean Littman, federal agent of the FBI. Um, he's an ex-cop. It's his first time with the Delta Green Squad, or Force, or you want to call them. Um, he's a Delta uh, Squad ex-detective from the NYPD, um, and uh, he went to school for uh, criminology. And uh, he's kind of a uh, he's, he's kind of has his first run-in with the. Uh, um, without the green stuff, and it's pretty freaky. All right. Um. So, for the sake of expediency, uh, let's let's jump right into this, and we'll uh, do the recap kind of in character. Um. So, you guys went to the house, uh, had had some uh, freaky encounters. Um. Say that you decided to touch base with your handler, uh, Bernice. Uh, you requested that she send along some backup, preferably someone who wouldn't be averse to doing some property damage, and she sent along um, Lauren. Um, so where where are you guys meeting, and where to uh, catch Lauren up on you know what's been going on? Probably our motel, I would assume. Seems like a safe, neutral place. Yeah. All right, uh, so so Lauren, you pull up, you pull up in front of a you know dilapidated looking Days Inn. Looks like it was renovated sometime uh, in the late nineties. Um, it's got kind of like a like a, a faded uh, flower motif going on. Um, you, you just got a text with uh, a room number um, and a and a time, you know, at this address. Um, you don't know what's What's going on? Who you're meeting, or uh, you know why they're why they're there? Uh, so what what are you driving? Um, like a beat up old sedan. 
All right. Um, uh, like a Ford Taurus or something. Okay. So it's a, it's about like a we'll say like a ten year old sedan, ten um, year old Ford. Um, you pull up in front of the motel. Uh, it's we'll say it's we'll say it's midday at this point. It's the it's the following day. Okay. Uh, actually, actually no, mid morning because you guys have an appointment later on if you want to keep it. Um, the parking lot is pretty empty except for uh, another car that's parked right outside the room that you were told to go to. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna go into the room. There's no reason for me to check out the car. Okay. I'll knock on the door. Um, the rest of you guys, uh, are you split in a room? Or do you have, uh, you have separate rooms? Whose room are you meeting in? Uh, we're meeting in Will's room. Okay. Of course, Sean's room. So, so Sean, the three of you, the three of you, the three of you are are in your room, and um, Bernice said that she was sending someone uh, ASAP. Uh, You got a you got a text on your crappy Nokia uh, burner phone. Uh, Mm -hmm. You hear there's a you hear the sound of a car, uh, and then someone knocks at the door. Uh, Brandon, you want to get that? As I uh, hold my gun into my lap, ready to go. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get that. I can get that. Um, so uh, Brandon gets up off uh, one of the beds, and uh, he looks through the peephole. Pretty big person out there. Do I let him in? Open the door. You see a very tall, uh, uh, wide, muscled woman. Um, she looks like she's in her 30s, probably. Um, olive skin, dark hair, kind of wavy, dark hair. All right, I uh, open the door slowly, and uh, uh, c- can I help you, ma'am? Yeah. Are we give a call sign? Um, house- the, the usual call sign. <laughs> no one yeah. else knows what that is, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, All right. I'm the housekeeper. I'm here to clean. I'm here to, to clean up the room. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let her in. That was a joke. I'm here because they sent me here. We could just we could just go with the one from Amerinomicon. Remember what it is. What's the weather like in sunny, sunny Florida? Are you going to make me say the stupid thing? the weather like in sunny sunny florida rainy rainy all the time come on in you knew it was me why did you make me say the stupid thing have you ever been on an op before these things could get a little weird yeah especially the things we've encountered yeah well do you think anybody would choose to infiltrate one of these and be part of these by choice? Maybe somebody trying to stop us. Wouldn't worry about a sane person doing that, but we don't deal with a lot of sane people. I'm not sane. I'm a sociopath. That was a joke. I'm actually quite a pleasant person. 
All right, so uh, what did they tell you before you drove out here? Absolutely nothing. Good. Right. Good. Sean, you want to fill her in? Uh, yeah, Sean, you want to fill me in? <laughs> Out of character, you guys suck. Out of character, I did it on purpose. Right under that you? bus. Throw me right under there, huh? Uh, Out of character, James and I were taking notes, so... Yeah, I'm not good at taking see notes. How much you were paying attention. Well, I... Well, do my best. All right. Give me a second here while I get my stuff out. <laughs> is right here. Character? What? I'm, I'm picturing Will's character is like sitting on the bed, just like flipping through this notebook. Wait, no, that's not it. No, no I'm just kind of flipping through pages. Just one, one sec. I got to just. Basically, basically, we're here because there's a uh, weird occurrences in this house. Um. Yep. That's uh, that's many, why we're here. There's been there's been many deaths and suicides over the years in the last fifty years of this house. Um, oh, that's that's not why we're here. More than that. Uh, and one of those many deaths and suicides happened to be one of our agents. Right. Well, that's been, I was going to get to that. And one of those happened to be one of our agents. And we're now looking into it. Um. And uh, we've come across some. Uh, some weird things, and we can use the backup. I assumed weird things. Usually our friends don't call us unless there are weird things. The house is haunted. There's there's ghosts. Like dead people ghosts, or like... Yeah, yeah very much. I got, not, I got not, a cost not by a dead kid. Cool. No. No. It was not. The house physically makes you sick. So here's the deal. Uh, Arthur Donnelly, uh, he was a DG agent. He grew up around here. Um, and uh, he bought this house on Spooner Street. Uh, and oh, he was trying to buy the house. No, he bought the house. He owned it, according to the land oh, records okay. we found oh, yesterday. Isn't that where the Griffiths live on Family Guy? Spooner Street? Yes, it is. Um... Anyway, he bought the house, uh, and two weeks ago, he cut his throat open while sitting in his bedroom, except they never found the knife, just his body and all the blood. So Delta Green started investigating. We found that up since 1956, everyone who has owned the house or a member of their family has died. At least one person has died. Uh, no one has st- stayed there for more than a handful of years. Uh, Donnelly thought there was something up with it. He was investigating the house and then felt compelled to buy it. So, he did, and now he's dead. And how did he die? Like I said, he cut his throat. Oh, he was the one who cut his own throat, sorry. But they, they never He cut found... his own throat with no knife. That's, that's a trick. Yeah. Also, uh, dug up a... one very similar suicide. Yeah, he also dug up a kid's body just to make sure he was dead. Uh, that was the Not us, ghost Arthur. who accosted me. All right, I'm going to paste the three documents uh, that you guys found um, in the chat room, in the planning chat. 
pulled them up from last time. We got the blueprints, the list of owners, and uh, Donnelly's notes thing. I got two shotguns, a shit ton of ammo, a camera, and his notebook. That looks like my friend Ryan's handwriting. This. Alright. Well, it looks like your friend anyway, we went, went the house to last the night. Uh, Sean here saw, said he saw something really freaky. Uh, then we went to the bedroom that was all just covered in mirrors. Really freaking weird. Uh, yeah. Sean and Brandon got real sick. Uh, they left the room, which is when I checked out the bathroom. There was sounds of water running, even though the water wasn't running and the bathtub was full, even though no one's lived in the house and the water was still warm. Uh, and then when I left the bathroom is when the ghost of the kid came up and threw up a bunch of maggots and bugs on top of me. Uh, then oh. just disappeared. And then we that's left. That's a lot less cool than I originally thought. So I told you it wasn't cool. Oh, and uh, you hear music playing when you go to enter the house. And as soon as you open the door, the music stops. Oh, yeah, the music, too. Okay. Weird shit. So... What do we got to do? We got to go there and exercise these things? Uh, no, that's a, that's a little out of our purview. We've got an appointment with uh, the publisher or the editor of the local paper to see what they know or if they'll let us go through their morgue to look up back issues. Uh, we kind of got most of the info that the paper has we got from the library yesterday, but it might not hurt to go down and take a look. Now, we're also going to question a lot of the neighbors, see if they have any urban legends about the place. And All right, and then there's that antiques dealer who might know about the uh, the original furniture. The original. That, was, that was something that Donnelly was looking into before he went insane, that maybe there was something with uh, the wheelers. They were the first owners. Maybe something of theirs possessed the house or something. I don't know. So we're just looking to figure out more shit about why this is weird. I'll re- we're looking I'll to figure you. out. We're you looking have, to figure out why our, our our agent killed himself. You have three directives. Uh, the first is to determine the cause of FBI Special Agent Arthur Donnelly's recent death. Uh, the second, um, you're to figure out if the house at 1206 Spooner Avenue represents an ongoing threat to the public. And once you've determined those two things, uh, you're to contact Bernice for further instructions. And we still don't know if he's. And we still don't know why he died. The we answer that, to is a definitive yes. The answer to what? Answer to number two is a definitive yes. Oh yeah. We know, we know how he died. We don't know why he died. It definitely seems to have something to do with the house because lots of people have died there. Yeah, we know the house is a definite threat, so it's we just got to figure out what what its tick is before, so we can figure out how to get rid of it. Eighteen people have died there since 1956, and that's and only records 20, we could find. 2017, so 50 years, 19 people died. 60 years. A lot of hands to go into one, go through one house, and no one thinks it's weird, and no one, and everybody keeps buying the house. 
I, I I don't know if someone's just not telling these people what the history is. I think uh, it is, but from what from what Donnelly's note said, it seems like they're compelled to buy the house. Seems like some sort of psychic compulsion from the ghosts. That would be my guess. Be. I think you're a ghost. Maybe. I don't say that. I was just being a jerk. Anyway, we should probably introduce you ourselves. Heard him anyway. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is Sean over there that was flipping through his notes. And, uh, oh, no, I'm, so, uh, I'm not Brandon. That's Brandon who opened the door. I'm Brandon. Uh, I'm Kenneth. And that's uh, Sean over there on the bed. My name is Kenneth. That was a joke. My real name's Lauren. Great. We got a comedian with us. Yes, I'm very funny. All my friends say so. Do you force them to say so? I've never had to. Okay, so we got two cars now, so we could do two groups. All right. um, So you do have an appointment at the... um, God, what is the name of the paper? Uh, I think it's the Meadowlark. Give me a second. Give me one moment. Did not write down the name of the paper. The Meadowbrook, the Meadowbrook Sparrow. Unimportant. Yeah, medium, Alex. Um, to go through their their archives. Um, so you guys went through uh, all of the archives at the county seat uh, in Meadowbrook. Um, the clerk there told you that uh, anything from before 1940 was moved off site and it is nearly impossible to access. Uh, so this would be your chance to look look into the um, history of the house before then. Um, you also could canvas the neighborhood and you know talk to some of the neighbors um you could you could go to the police or the coroner um talk to them uh you know from a cursory google search that the coroner has been in office uh for the past uh 30 years or so so he might have some insights uh you could also try to get in touch with uh some of the folks who had encounters at the house and uh, lived to tell the tale. If you so desire. Our friendlies, the parapsychologist and the antiques dealer. Yeah. There's also the two of those. Um, And you can also, you can always go back to the house and poke around some more. If you want, you do have in the daytime, just we're not going at night because that's when the shit comes out. Maybe, Maybe it comes out during the day too. Well, I thought most reports that I read said most shit starts happening, acting up at night. I mean, it can't but, happen during the day. No, you're right. You're right. You're true. For true. Um, so who wants to do what? I would like to talk to the neighbors. All right. Well, who's good at talking to people? I am. Um... What does that require? Uh, usually persuade. Shit. I suck at talking to people, so I'm going to leave the talking to everyone else, and I will do whatever anybody else wants to do. I'm not, I, I'm not terrible at it. I've got a 50. 
give me a second. I just lost my page. Is there well, an find it? I'm getting there. Fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. Is there an intimidate, Ryan? It's under persuade. Yeah, it's all persuade. Uh, my persuade is 50. Um... All right. So. No, I asked if there's, not if there's an intimidate. Is there an intimidate, Ryan? Oh, that's also persuade. Yeah. Usually pretty easy to do. I'm pretty weak-willed. No, Will's will. Will's really strong-willed, but that's just because he's Will. All right, so how do we want to break this up? I so give I'm the you best guys the will. It's my got... fault why Ryan doesn't have better will. You're the one weak... Talker, two okay talkers and one bad talker. So yep. The people who are already willing to talk to us probably won't need to be persuaded. Uh, that would be the friendlies. Um, the newspaper people might need a little persuasion, but it's not like we're asking them for state secrets. They're just stuff in their archives. Uh, the cops of the coroner might need, the coroner might be a good start. He might need a little persuasion. Okay. I'm good at persuading people. People love me. Is that a joke? No. Very Lauren. It's just so nuanced. It's a, it's a gift. My humor, my humor is very subtle. If you're not okay. paying attention, you miss it. So, I would recommend that whoever goes to the newspaper should probably be good at researching. Yeah, that would be uh, a bureaucracy uh, or history. I got history at thirty. I got bureaucracy at forty. Yeah, me too. I have bureaucracy at thirty, so I have bureaucracy at forty as well. I have criminology at seventy. That, that's not what we asked for, but okay. All right, so why don't why don't Brandon and I because we our appointment with the uh, the papers in the afternoon. It's still the morning, right? Yeah. You asked for a violence yeah. so you guys wanted a violence doer. So I went with the with the battle fight stats. No, I'm not I'm not criticizing you. I'm just trying to figure out where our strengths are. Right. So why don't Brandon and I go talk to the coroner now because it's still the morning, and then we'll swing over to the newspaper because uh, if I remember correctly, they weren't the. It's not too far from the main building, and while we're doing that. Why don't you two go talk to uh, either that antiques dealer or maybe even the parapsychologist in town and see what they know? Probably be more willing to talk since they're friendly. Okay. I'll, uh, I think we should go to the uh, antiques dealer first. You should, you should both go together. Yes. Yeah. But he was suggesting to go to, the, to, go to that one first. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so remember, there, we're trying to... Because they close early, so you might want to get there a little, you know, go there in the morning, so... You could, we have her number. You could just give her a call. Yeah, she's, uh, she's in the phone. Oh. Uh, I will, I give, okay. I give Sean, uh, Elizabeth's number. And, uh, also Emil, the parapsychologist, I give them both their numbers. 
Uh, now, remember, we're trying to see what uh, this antique dealer knows about the Wheeler house and their furniture. Or not just their furniture, their stuff. Mm. That's what that's what Donnelly was looking into anyway. Okay. So we'll, we'll start there. Okay, so... What just happened? I don't know. You had a thing and a thing happened. Ed? Yeah? All right, let me sure you're still there. I'm glad you were very concerned about me, Will. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you're my partner. You disappeared. <laughs> like, it no did way. sound like it did sound like someone dropped out and then reconnected, but oh, maybe I did. Maybe, maybe, maybe there was a rapture. Oh, now I don't feel as special. Will's concerned about James too. Well, he was next in line. We've all been left behind, apparently. Skipped I think everybody's me. spoken except. Wait, Will. <laughs> Alright, did I get disconnected? I'm just kidding. I don't hear no, you're, you're oh, still okay. here. You're still here. So how right, are we so... There it goes again. So Alex and James are going to um, going to talk to the newspaper? No, you're, you're talk going to the to, coroner. And going to talk to the coroner. Okay. Because I figure it's it's a small town, so the Newspaper office probably isn't far from the police station. No, so we're gonna we'll talk to the court. So it's still the morning, and our appointments in the afternoon. I figure we'll talk to the coroner, and then go talk to the newspaper later. Okay. It's the newspaper was doing their inventory or something over the night overnight. Well, yesterday was a, a big issue day, so they're coming in. Later. Yeah, full circs are sucky, so they needed. Some yeah, time. that was the word. Okay. Um, All right, so we have our plan. Let's execute it. So who wants to go first? I'd say let James and Ryan go. James and Alex go first. All right. Um, So uh, the coroner is a man named Dr. Elmer Perkin. He's 55 years old. Um, You guys find him. Um, Let's see. We find him revolting. We find him beautiful. We find him elbow Last deep in a corpse. Yeah, why not? You find you find him. Uh, you find him just wrapping up an autopsy uh, at the at the county morgue. Um, so uh, his assistant um, tells you, you know, uh, Doctor Perkin will be out uh, just shortly. Uh, he comes out a few minutes later, uh, you know, stripping away his thick rubber gloves. Uh, he's got one of those, um, you know, big leather aprons on. Um, he uh, he's scribbling some notes on a on a notepad. Um, he he looks up uh, and he says, "Can I help you, gentlemen?" <laughs> uh, yes, we're. Um... Conducting, oh shit! We're supposed, ah, we have to keep this off the record. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping you can, uh, Doctor Perkin. We're conducting an investigation, and I could use your professional assistance, but um, I also kind of have to keep it a little quiet. Nothing, nothing untoward. 
you see, um, I'm, I'm sure you, I'm sure you heard about uh, Arthur Donnelly's death a few weeks ago. Um, he's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show the coroner my badge. He's a fellow FBI agent, and um, I know, I know it was ruled a suicide, and that's what the the police say. But he was a friend of mine, and it just seems a little fishy. So I got a little time off and I'm just doing a bit of an investigation on my own and I was hoping maybe you could help me out one law enforcement to another uh, give me a persuade at minus 20 ouch edge even with the badge that's what made it worse out of 50 say again 18 out of 50 a success um, he he says, uh, "Sure, I I can I can speak to the well, the the circumstances, I suppose, of uh, Agent Donnelly's death. C- come come down to my office. Um, he leads you down a corridor to his uh, tiny office. There is uh, case notes and file folders and samples all over the place." Um, there are two empty chairs. He, he cleans one of them off. It's, it's, you know, got some, like a stack of manila folders in it, um, offers you a seat. Yeah, I, uh, I did the autopsy on Donnelly myself. Uh, his, uh, continue, sorry. His, his throat was, well, it, it was damn strange. The the cuts the cuts on his throat were identical to a young woman named uh, Yamila Isari. She she was uh, well the last one. Uh huh. Weird though. No no hesitation marks whatsoever. Two of them both just sliced their own throats with no compunction whatsoever. And are you sure that? They did it, and there wasn't someone else. Well, uh, I can't really, I can't really speak to that. But uh, Chief Buffington said that uh, the house was locked up tight. No evidence of forced entry. No evidence that anyone was even there. Strange that they never found the murder weapon, though. If there was a murder, in both cases, they didn't find the murder weapon. Uh, no, sir. Uh, it's. Weirdest thing, though, Donnelly's Donnelly's death was eerily similar to uh, the young woman, Mrs. Sari's. Uh, it was it was almost like the the scene was recreated from a picture. Uh, and, uh, could you figure out what, what like what kind of way? I know you say like the the wound was like like a razor thin cut or was it like a big cut? Like would it say a big blade made it or could have something not like a tool or something made it? He considers for a moment and says, you know, I, 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 in my years of experience, I would, I would say it was probably a straight razor, not a serrated edge. Uh, very sharp, very sharp. So it was like a nice, uh, clean. We've cut. definitely heard of some other deaths at that house. I know you've been the coroner here for a while. Any other 
strange ones stick out to you? Um, he he kind of narrows his eyes a bit. Um, uh, what, what what would that have to do with anything? Well, uh, I'm just trying to be thorough. It's it's possible that, uh, like I said, uh, he, Donnelly was a friend of mine. He didn't seem the type to do something like this, and especially you mentioned the similarities to Miss Asari's death. Uh, it seems like there might be someone else acting. A serial killer. Yeah, perhaps uh, someone preying on the inhabitants of the house. Well, I gotta say, I've uh, I've certainly seen more than my fair share of corpses come out of that house, but uh, I I wouldn't, and it, I guess it sure sounds strange, but I wouldn't connect anything beyond that. Uh, so he's he's a little bit hesitant to discuss the details of the other cases because they don't seem directly relevant. So, um, uh, make another persuade check to try to yeah persuade him. Hey. I mean, you should roll Persuade to to massage him. No, that's a 72 out of 70. Hey, he, he, sa- he says, I, I'd rather keep the details pertinent to Agent Donnelly's death, if that's okay with you. Yeah. But I will, uh, well, you, you said you, you said you were a friend of his. Yeah, that's right. He uh, he lights up a cigarette. Well, probably shouldn't be showing you this without uh, permission from Chief Buffington, but he turns around in his desk chair, goes to a file drawer, um, you know, flips through some files, takes out a folder, um, you know, pulls up, pulls out the drawer on top of it, takes out another fo- uh, folder spreads them out on his on his desk and opens them up, uh, flips through some photographs and uh, flips through some photographs in the second and then, like, uh, turns them and, um, you know, pushes them toward you. I've seen photos. Uh, yeah. So uh, you see a photograph that was obviously taken uh, in that bedroom with the many mirrored surfaces. Um, it's It's horribly disorienting um you you see two bodies on the floor in almost identical positions uh a blood spatter pattern that looks eerily similar uh make me make me uh is there a notice skill in delta green i forget there's alertness okay so go go with alertness Uh, there's also investigation wait i thought there was investigation am i looking at oh search is the other one. Uh, alertness. Okay. You can both make the make the check. Alright. Alright. Um I got twenty out of fifty for alertness. Okay, so both of you make me sand checks. Well that's gonna be fun. I very much don't succeed. I don't crit fail. 70... Just regular kind. 75 out of 85. All right. Uh, so James... 66. James, you take one. Okay. Uh, it is it is a really nasty and disturbing crime scene. Uh, and the thing that you notice makes you 
even more uncomfortable given your experiences in the house. Oh, what's it say? What's it say? Akash, you also take one. Alright. Um, you both notice that there is, uh, so it looks like he was facing one of those big mirrors when his throat was cut and blood spattered all over it. Um, but in both, in both pictures, it's almost like someone was standing between him and the mirror. There's almost like a human shaped silhouette in the blood spatter pattern. Like something Ooh. was between, like something was between him and the mirror. Um, I'll, I will, uh, I'll point that out to the coroner. They, uh, did the police ever investigate this? It looks like there may have been a, a person standing there. I mean, I, I would think that too, but look around, you know, uh, obviously that person would have been bled on quite a bit. Uh, there, there don't seem to be any, any drip marks from, from them standing there or walking around, uh, Police didn't find any handprints anywhere in the house. Uh, certainly, no, but none of the neighbors saw anyone uh, leaving the premises uh, or or entering it, for that matter. Uh, I was highly reluctant to rule either of these cases a suicide, but Chief Buffington assured me that there's no way anyone else was there. Your uh, professional opinion. What are the odds of the the blood spatter patterns being this similar from two different deaths? I mean, it looks nearly identical. In my professional opinion, uh, he he blows some smoke out through his nostrils and he goes, my professional opinion is that this is some pretty weird shit. (laughs) Mine too, yeah. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I can't tell you more. Uh, I've I've got another case to get to. Um, can't or won't? And no rest for the weary. Not a minute. Well, thank you, Doctor. I'll stand up and shake his hand because it's 2017 and not the hellscape we're living in now. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you're leaving the office, uh, make me. Uh, Alex, make kiss me him on the mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> kiss him on the mouth. You, I want to hear the important thing. Um, make me an alertness check as you're leaving the office. Very nice. Both of us or just him? Either, both of you can make it. That's fine. Uh, forty-nine out of fifty. All right. Um, so as you as you leave the office, uh, you catch sight of him um, taking something out of his top dress, top desk drawer. Um, you you kind of glance back and uh, you see he's got a he's got like a flask and he takes a little nip from it. Huh. Out of character, Ryan. Do we know into Donnelly's body after the autopsy and everything? Did he have family that it was given to? Was he buried? Was he cremated? Um, well, his his ex wife is the one that uh, called it in that he was he was missing. Reported it to his office. Will, can you mute yourself? Doing what? I'm not doing anything. I I think it's you because I can I can hear somebody like 
shuffling around with the microphone. I didn't do anything. I was just sitting here. I mean, I have the microphone sitting next to me. I uh, am the microphone. All right. Um. Anyway. Um. What was I going to say? Uh. Donnelly's Donnelly's ex-wife reported it to uh, the head office in Trenton where he worked that he was missing. Uh, they're the ones who found him at the house because uh, they went to his apartment and um, found a bunch of uh, photographs and, and references to it. Uh, what you were told from Bernice at the end of uh, – at the, at the beginning of last session was that uh, Delta Green uh, scrubbed it and and covered up his death. Um, so there there has already been like a veil out. You guys just have to figure out. You know, I know. What, I'm just. What, I'm just. Yeah. Well, I just want to know what happened to his body. Uh, I think he was. I think he was cremated. Okay, so it's gone. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we okay, can. Uh, yeah. Ask so, him what happened. No. Um, but you see that, uh, you see that, um, Dr. Perkin, uh, you know, took a, took a little drink before he went back to work. Um, so that might be an interesting avenue that you can approach him. You know, if you could get him, uh, maybe off hours, get a few drinks in him, he might be a little more forthcoming about the history of the place. I see, I see. Um, all right, so then we'll cut on over to uh, Lauren and Sean. Um, so you are you 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 give um, what's her face a call? Elizabeth is her name. It's not Elizabeth. It's just it's, regular Elizabeth. It's just regular Elizabeth. Yeah. All right, so she answers the phone. Uh, AntiqueTracker dot com. Elizabeth speaking. Well, you know more about what's going on than I do, so why don't you take this? Uh, hi, yes. Um, by the way, Ed, you never, I never responded to me. Responded to you what? But <clears> hi, <throat> yes. Uh, I'm just. Um, my name is uh, my name is Sean uh, Littman, and I'm. Um, I'm doing a, uh, an investigation of the uh, um, what's the house? What was what, uh, the um? We're, we're, it's not supposed to be known that we're investigating that we're, you know, on the job. I'm not on the that. job. I'm doing. I'm doing like a private investigation. Why are we looking into this place? So what? What That's is? That's what the- I was asking you. That's why. I- I so I wasn't in the last game, Will. I don't. I'm I'm not 100 percent on why we're doing anything. Okay, so uh, in the last game, in the in the green box that you guys found, um, you found this note that Donnelly had written, and it said something about the furniture. Um, right. So the the note was Wheeler Furniture, Books and Papers, Estate. Wheeler has the I was looking for Wheeler. Okay, so my, I, 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 I was looking for a reason because I couldn't have a good phone. Well, she is a Delta Green friendly, so if you give her, if you if you tell her you're with the program, she she will help you out. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Hi, uh, Elizabeth. This is uh, Sean Littman um, uh, from the program. Uh, oh. Doing an investigation on a, our uh, our fellow who passed away at the Wheeler House. Oh yes, I I heard vaguely about that. I I was I was he was I was sorry to hear that. It, he he was one of he was one of yours. Uh, yes, he was one of ours. Um, and um, <clears throat> we ha- we found something here that uh, is interesting. We're 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 looking to the furniture at this uh, uh, at the anti- at your antique shop. Okay. Um. um we were looking for the rec- on possibly the records um, from the original owners of the house, it, or the Wheelers at least. The Wheelers. Um, well, if you're if you're looking for records, I would I would suggest checking the county seat. Uh, you might also check the ba- the back issues of the Sparrow. Uh, I understand they have quite extensive archives. Okay. Um, Do you have any of the furniture there? You're at your antique shop. Uh, not that I'm aware of. She, you hear her like rustling through papers. Um, but I, I could track it down for you. Um, That'd be great. A lot of those kinds of things, estate sales, it's, it's big furniture. It's all probably local ish. Um, so, so give me, give me a day or so and I'll track that down. Okay. That sounds, uh, that sounds like a, that sounds like a plan. Um, I will. I give her my burner phone number. All right. Um, I'll, I'll call you back in a day or two. Uh, let me make a few calls. I should be able to to track it down. All right. Thank you. All right. So you got that iron in the fire now as well. Um, okay. Do you guys want to do something else? Since that was a relatively quick interaction. Um. We can go down to the uh, – um, what was next on the agenda? What were we supposed to do? Um, um, so just some, some of your options. Uh, they're going to the newspaper. Uh, you can go canvas a neighborhood, try to talk to some of the neighbors. Um, you, could, you could try to um, – you could look up some of the survivors because there, there were like people's families – uh, who people who died in the house? Their uh, some of their family members survived, so you could look them up and try to talk to them. Um, Why don't we try to talk to some of the survivors? We can do that, or, or we can go talk to the neighbors. I, I think the neighbors is a where to start. Why you don't think I can be sensitive? Uh, I mean, I, I think you can. Just I, I think that neighbors is a good start first. I'll have you know, I cry for a half hour daily. <laughs> that was a joke. It, I, I got that. It's actually for an hour. That was, <laughs> oh. That was a joke, too. It was for two? 37 yes. hours? You see, that's 7, just... 7,000 hours. Now you're just pushing it. Now, <laughs> it. now it's just too much. It's all about subtlety, my friend. I see. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think we start with the neighbors first, and then, and then if that, t- that that doesn't take too long, we can go talk to the survivors. All right. All right. So, um, so they actually have you can get different information depending on which house you go to. So there's the house on either side. 
Uh, there's the house across the street, and then there's the house behind the house on Spooner Street, Spooner Avenue. Let's uh, go to Cleveland's house. Cleveland lives on the left. Now, 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 now. Um, I would say let's go. Then let's start with the side neighbors, and then we'll make our way to the, the neighbor across the street, and then we can go around the block. All right. Um, so you ring the doorbell at, uh, you ring the doorbell at 1208 Spooner Avenue, uh, and an elderly woman, uh, answers the door. She, uh, she pulls it open just, just a crack, uh, and you can see the, the, uh, lock chain is, uh, drawn across, uh, the, the opening. Hello? Can I help you? Yes, we're, uh. We have some questions about your neighbors. We're uh, we're friends of um, we're friends of the the one of the men who recently died in the house. We're looking to get some information about the house. Uh, see, you know, if you know anything about what happened. Um, make she her eyes kind of narrow. Make me persuade at minus ten. Okay. One moment. Uh, that's a no for me. I rolled a 19 out of 40. Okay. Um, I 93. So uh, she kind of looks suspiciously at Sean, uh, but she, she sees Lauren and, you know, her eyes kind of go soft. Um, and she uh, closes the door, you know, undoes the chain and, and opens it. Please, please come in. Uh, I'll be of any assistance I can, but I, I really don't know much, I'm afraid. Um, Honestly, we're just looking for anything at this point. You know, we're we're just so distraught. Well, it's uh, it's the property has certainly changed hands enough times uh, since we've since we've lived here. Uh, uh, lots of uh, unfortunate accidents from from uh, my memory. Uh, that's what we're hearing now. Uh, you know, after, after everything, you know, we're hearing from, I, I heard that this house has had sort of a history. We didn't know that when, when he moved in originally. Oh, I mean, it's the neighborhood, the neighborhood has always been, uh, fairly, fairly calm and, and normal. Uh, what what is your humming skill, Ed and Will? Mine's eighty. Uh, let me take a look. One moment. My computer keeps shutting down. I fixed that. Now mine doesn't turn off for a half an hour. You should probably give it some emotional support then, if it keeps shutting down. Uh, my humming. Is ten okay? So, uh, so you're you're not really, you know, you're, yeah. Uh, totally Wait. true. Uh, Sean, she's she's definitely she's definitely lying. Uh, she's she's hesitant to say more, uh, and she's going to need some more coaxing if you want her to open up. Right. Okay. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Right, I don't know. It, 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 it got weird for a second there. 
Can I, come come in? Can I get you to uh, anything to drink? I'd like a glass what? of water, please. Um, not, nothing for me, thank you. Um. Um, she takes, she leads you to the kitchen and, uh, and, uh, fills, fills a glass of, with water for you from the tap. Ma'am, if there's anything that, like, if there's anything that, like, in, like, um, that you know that you can really help us out. Like, he was a really close friend of ours and... Um, as, as now we know the house is a history, we're just wondering, like, what your thought, like, like, since you've probably lived here a very long time, am I right? Since 1955. So you've, so you've known everybody who, or at least met everybody who has bought that house over the years since 1955. Make me a persuade roll. Uh, I just rolled it and it's a one. Oh, well... That's she, a good yeah. Um, she she like takes your hand and she says, "You you look like good people. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to scare you or alarm you, but your friend was mixed up in some some bad business in that house. It's it's been that way for the past seventy years, nearly. What kind of business? Well." Didn't you hear her? She said bad business. Obviously, it was bad business. Things have a way of of happening in that house. Uh, When I first moved in, for instance, Isabel, uh, my neighbor uh, who lived there, she she was an older lady, uh, had always been in in good health from what I understand, but, well, uh, she, she... she died the year after after I moved in, and ever since that happened, bad luck has happened. To, has just befallen people. Whoever owns that house, I, I haven't really gotten close to any of the folks who have owned it. It seems to have a, a strange uh, effect on people. There was there was a lawyer in the seventies, I believe it was who spent almost all the money he had lost his wife because uh, he was restoring the bedroom to its original condition. So he spent all of his money and threw his marriage away trying to restore this bedroom to its original condition? Yeah. Uh, Really strange design. I've been in there once or twice. Just Covered in mirrors. Yes. Um. And that was the original design from when the house. Do you know when the house was built? Oh, uh, I, I, from the look of it, probably early in the twentieth century, uh, maybe nineteen ten or so. Uh, people, people used to tell tell stories about it, but. I'm interested. What, what, what stories? Well, when I moved in, uh, one of my neighbors across the street told me if I had any cats to keep them inside. That's weird. Said neighborhood pets had a had a, a history of going missing around the place. 
Okay. Is there anything else? Did you ever notice that happening? I mean, not not myself. Uh, my husband and I really aren't cat people. Um, but like I said, uh, after after Isabel passed, uh, nothing but bad luck has followed that house. Mm-hmm. Well, out of character, Ryan. Who is Isabel? Um, she was the first owner of the house. She and her husband. Okay. Did you know Isabel? Oh, not personally. Uh, I did. I did run into her caretaker once or twice. What was her name? She was an older Italian woman. I I said hello, but she just gave me the evil eye and kept going. Like literally, like from the movies, like the Italian evil eye. Oh goodness! Uh, I I didn't mean anything by that. I, I'm probably just. <laughs> <laughs> she she just gave me that that you know the the stink eye, right? Didn't say anything and kept going, but uh, she she wasn't in the neighborhood long. And you don't remember her name? Oh uh, no, I I'm sorry. Just just that she was uh, she was Isabel's caretaker. I only saw the woman once or twice. Uh, she left. Isabel's caretaker. Oh, for quite some time, as I understand it. Like, so she moved in the house, or like, a, like after like a couple months, or. Uh, like I said, it was, it was many, many years ago, and uh, she she left soon after. I'm sorry, I can't help you. I can't help you more. That's okay. I'm just, uh, I'm just curious because now this sounds like that is just getting interesting. And then there's, then there's poor, poor Mrs. Crease. What happened to her? Uh, the the George and Margaret they brought they bought the house after Isabel passed. Well, I I don't mean to sound salacious, but George Crease brought home a shotgun and blew his wife's brains all over their bedroom, and then. He blew his own brains out. Tried to set the house on fire. Good thing Arthur was around. Uh, he he ran in and uh, stopped the blaze before it consumed the place. What? Hmm. That's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... Uh, I know this might seem like a weird question, but, like... Was that not like? Did you see an angry man do that? George, my no, uh, never, never heard them argue. Never saw him lift a finger against her until the day when he blew her brains out. That's interesting. I'm guessing that that's not the last terrible thing that happened in this house. I mean. You've you you probably haven't heard the stories, but there have been, let me see, to my mind, uh, a drowning, an electrocution, uh, several hangings. Uh, your your poor friend who uh, was 
yeah. who sadly took his own life. Uh, the young woman who lived here uh, before him, uh, she was a nice enough girl, but kept to herself. Uh... Guys? Yeah, we're here. Okay. She was... Uh... She was from Saudi Arabia, I believe. I I, I brought her a quiche uh, when she first moved in. You gave her a quiche? Did she I... quiche you back? That was a joke. Good one, young lady. Very good. Uh, no, no, she she was a nice nice enough girl, completely smitten with the house, but she. Uh... Oh, she she became something of a recluse after that. I hardly ever saw her leave the place. And then one day the police showed up outside. It's, uh... It's... It's been difficult to live with. No one likes to talk about it. I don't expect you'll get many people to open up. But I would I would leave well enough alone... I'm sorry your friend's gone, but... Sounds like he was uh, doomed from the minute he bought that house. I would advise you to leave well enough alone at this point. Best not to get involved. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, so we'll cut back to uh, Alex and James. Uh, so Ken and Brandon. Um, so you guys arrive. You guys arrive at the uh, offices of the Sparrow uh, at just in time for your appointment. Uh, the uh, receptionist shows you back to the editor's office. Um, they don't have a name for him, so somebody give me a name. Carl. Okay. Um, so Carl Prendergast is the editor of the uh, Meadowbrook Sparrow. Um, so he's he's looking uh, he's looking a little uh, haggard from the late night, um, working on the full circ issue. Uh, but he, you know, the receptionist shows you into his office and he shakes your hands. Um, how can I help you, gentlemen? Well, uh, we were hoping that we could get a look at your morgue. We're doing a little research into the town here, and uh, the library only goes so far back. And We heard that you keep extensive records here. Oh, well, sure. Uh, if you need to take a look at the back issues, uh, Isabel can uh, show you where they where they are. Uh, let's choose a different name there, because I just picked Isabel. Um... Elena, Elena can show you down. Um, they're they're in the back. Um, it's uh, it's all on microfiche. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the indexing system isn't all it's cracked up to be. Finding finding things is sometimes a little bit tricky. Um, but you're more than welcome to take a look. Uh, we appreciate that. We'll we'll go talk to Elena then. All right. Um, so Elena brings you. Yeah, Elena brings you back. Um, Is she a nice lady? She's a very quiet lady. Um, 
she she kind of mutters to herself a lot says uh you know if you if you need anything uh, i'll i'll be uh working at my desk i'm right around the corner there um she shows you where you know basically it's just uh it's it's banked and there's a card catalog uh where the microfiche real numbers are indexed by subject they're indexed by subject not date not a little bit. So here's here's the way it works. Uh, the card catalog has it indexed by subject. The actual layout of the microfiche itself is indexed by date. So you can always go and pick things out by date. Ah. But if you want to look up a specific subject, a person, and you know a name, uh, you can you can do that, uh, and it'll tell you which which real number to take. Um. All right, so what are we looking for in particular? Um, maybe we could start with... We should probably start as early back as we know with the wheelers. Yeah, and see if that mentions anything from like the past before then. And maybe if we could figure out what happened to them, that could help us start to get a beat on what's happening in the house. I'm for oh, yeah. it. Start with the wheelers. All right. So uh, one of you guys make me either uh, bureaucracy or history. What? History. Make a search check? Um, not really. You want to do this one, Gems? I got a 10 in history, and I got a 40 in bureaucracy. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to try... I'm going to try bureaucracy. Uh, 32 out of 40. Okay. So what do you want to know about the wheelers? Everything. All right. Uh, so this is going to take you several hours of reading through the pages. Um, I'll just I'll just read what it says in the book. Uh, so, uh, May 1905, Meadowbrook celebrates the marriage of Michael Wheeler and Isabel Nacht. Wheeler, 30, is a quintessential self-made man, a dashing young stonemason who proposed, uh, who prospered from contracts with governments and churches around the region. His business specializes in gargoyles, marble cuts, tiles, and monuments. Nacht, 18, is the daughter of a wealthy landowning family. Michael and Isabel were the darlings of the town. Um, in a grainy wedding photo, she looks slim and proper. Um, so they were married in May, in November of 1905. So, how old was, she was 18, how old was he? He was 30. 30. 30. Okay. 3-0. 3-0. Okay. He was old. Yeah, I mean, but that wasn't uncommon for that time. All right. That's true. Um, so it looks like they were married in May, but in November, um, she began to suffer from some unknown ailment. Uh, it left her bedridden with convulsions and incapable of walking. Um Two years later, uh, he began – Michael – uh, Wheeler began construction of a small house at 1206 Spooner Avenue for himself and his invalid wife, Isabel. Uh, 
she suffers from some kind of palsy, which has resisted the treatment of many doctors and desperate and her desperate husband that her desperate husband has hired from out of state. Hello. Oh. Hi. Sorry. The the thing made a noise and then I thought I dropped out. Yeah, that was Will sending a message. Oh. Uh he he had to step away. His dad needs some help. Um So then the next thing that you find is uh Michael Wheeler died in October of 1910. Uh wealthy stonemason Michael Wheeler dies during a constru- during construction of the county seat in Meadowbrook when a falling slab of marble strikes him fatally on the head. He is survived by his wife Isabel Wheeler. The couple had no children. Jeez. Um, and that's all you, that's all you find for a while. Um, it was 1910? 1910. Um, what else do you want to know? Well then, so Elizabeth lived by herself until 1956? And she was invalid? She had the care. Well, you don't know this necessarily, but she had the caretaker. Do you think, since we're looking up the wheelers, is there anything about how Elizabeth died? Uh, let's hmm. see. Isabel Wheeler's death, uh, August 1956. Isabel Wheeler, an invalid for most of her life since falling ill in 1905, dies at age 69. Wheeler lived only with a single caretaker nurse. Wheeler's longtime housemates, previous nurse Adele Divitello, and an unknown number of Divitello's relations moved out for unknown reasons in 1955. Wheeler left what uh, Wheeler left what was left of her fortune to a local hospital. Didn't oh, Adele hear- Divitello was the nurse, and Divitello's family lived there too. Yes. Didn't we hear the name Divitello before? Think so. You may have. I know she, the lady who I spoke to didn't know the caretaker's name, but I feel like the name Divitello came up already. But anyway, sorry. Oh, I introduced myself as Adele Divitello uh, at the beginning because I had, had to introduce myself oh. as all the NPCs. Okay. So that's what I... That's yeah. what I that explains why we know that. Um, can we look up Divitello? In the records? Um, sure. Um, make me history or bureaucracy. Try this one. I'll try my butt. It didn't work. I got an 8 out of 40. That would nice. work for either. Okay, uh, so Adele DiVitello was dismissed from Meadowbrook Sanitarium for improper behavior in 1926. Uh, May 1926. Many patients and co-workers accused her of practicing witchcraft, and several workers say that she slaughtered a cat and drank its blood. Uh, A physician at the sanitarium marks her as a woman of low moral standards and a heathen. No photograph included. May 1926? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You also find reference to an altercation between uh, Matthew Harrigan, son of a wealthy local politician, and some friends 
who were accosted by the street on the street by Antonio Di Vitello, an Italian immigrant re- recently living at 1206 Spooner Avenue. Uh, police say Di Vitello, who was battered and bu- bruised but not badly hurt, let loose a stream of foul and incomprehensible Italian curses at the lads as he was led away. Reading between the lines, uh, it becomes clear that Di Vitello himself was attacked. When was that? Um, that was 1937. A follow-up article says Divitello was held for a short period and then released to Isabel Wheeler, who paid his bond. The article speculates that Antonio must be related to Adele Divitello, Adele Isabel Wheeler's nurse, since 1926. So Divitello got fired from the sanitarium and then became her nurse. Okay. It's all for the Divitellos. Um, that is that is it. Um, what else do you want to know? Well, it certainly seems like these Divitellos are up to something or related somehow. Can we can we just look up the house? Like if we go like Spooner Street or something like that? Uh, sure. I'm I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Um, you find a number of articles, uh, from the, from 1940 to 1955. Um, you, you basically just search for, uh, the, the street name Spooner Avenue. Um, various articles cover the strange disappearance of cats, dogs, and other pets around central Meadowbrook. Articles over the years suggest that everything from coyotes to diseases to sadistic killings, no direct consistent cause is ever identified. These cases seem to cease after August 1955. When they left. The Divitello left in 1955. Right. Uh, Okay. Um... All right. Anything else we want to look up? Um, so, I'm we assuming can't find anything earlier than that, right? How we also get like all the the different deaths and everything that happened there over the years that we already have. Yeah. And I'm assuming there's none that we missed from the archives. Um, no, you you got you got most of the uh, most of the information from the archives. Do you want to ask about any of the others? I'll tell you who I've got information about. Um, you know what happened to Georgia Margaret Kreese. Uh You heard about um, Anton Ture. Drowned in the toilet, right? He drowned in the toilet. Else do you have? Um, so George Weaver. Okay, what happened to him? Uh, let's see. He was a lifelong bachelor and considered upwardly mobile in the neighborhood. Uh, he was a well-liked local doctor. He pr- his practice had re- uh, replaced that of the previous town doctor, Stanley Donigan, in 1965. Uh, Wheeler attended the open house at Spooner House following the suicide of Jonathan Reese, and after a short period, he 
bought the house. Several neighbors told him of the house's dark past, but Wheeler laughed it off. Uh, he moved in on 3 June 1972 and died 12 June 1972, apparently electrocuted under mysterious circumstances in the garage. Oh, right, yeah. Um, then there's nine Peter... Days after, nine four, days after he moved in, right? Yes. Uh, and all the clocks had stopped at 2.30 in the morning. Um, there's Peter Diaz. Uh, he was uh, a baker and carpenter. I'm sorry, this is I confused this before. Uh, the guy who restored the house in the 70s was not a lawyer. It was this guy, Peter Diaz. Uh, he spent the next three years after he bought the house uh, meticulously repairing any damages that, occur- that occurred during the fire. Uh, is the bedroom the same? Yes. Uh, Diaz's repairs were a bit of a public news for several months. The press gave his work a positive spin. Then in 1982, Diaz left his wife and two children and moved into 1206 Spooner full-time. To the outside world, it seemed as though a divorce was in progress. Uh, Let's see. Uh, He wasn't seen around town. Um, He restored the... uh, He restored the the bedroom... Um, so there's there's an article that you find in 1985. Diaz hung himself in the second bedroom. A note pinned to his chest read simply, Finished now. Jeez, okay. Anyone else? Um, uh, Jason and Janine Aiken um, moved into the house after uh, Diaz's death, hoping to start a family. Um, they, they spent the next two years, um, chasing down, uh, little, uh, issues with the house. Um, and in 1988, uh, she asphyxiated, uh, when the, uh, pilot light on their stove blew out and, uh, the house filled with gas. Just her? Just her. Uh, she was discovered by her husband, um, who, who came home from work to find her. Uh, dead upstairs. The garage over the garage. Uh yes. It won the garage edition. So the garage edition was there by '88. Huh. Okay. Anything in the notes about when the garage edition was made? Hang on a second. Um, uh, Diaz put it up in 82. He was the the carpenter. The one who renovated the house and fixed it up or restored the house. All right. Anything about Andrea Falcone? Uh, nothing, nothing in the, in the notes. And then we know Asari and Donnelly both just killed themselves. Wait, who's Andrea Falcone? He was one of the owners. It just, it was Italian, so I figured I'd ask. Right? Uh, yeah. I think that's some interesting information. 
Um, so that's uh, after th- – this is going to take you most of the rest of the day digging through newspapers on microfiche, uh, but that's what you find. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll cut on back over to um, – We'll cut over back over to uh, Lauren and Sean. Um, so you've you've spoken to one neighbor. Uh, who else do you want to talk to? Um, let's go to the one across the street. Yeah, well, I mean, we might as well go to another neighbor. Yeah, learn some more. All right. See if the stories line up. Hang on. Um, Did we get the name of the lady that we spoke to? The oh. her name was uh, Juliet Uleski. <clears throat> okay. Okay. And Arthur is her husband. Arthur is her. Uh, sorry, Alfred is, is her husband. Alfred instead Arthur. Yeah, the, my mistake. <clears throat> this is okay. okay. He's going to put out the house fire. Yes. Okay. So, okay, yeah, let's go across the street to whoever's next. Okay. Um, you uh, you knock on the door, uh, <clears throat> and without without opening it, you just see like a, a curtain, um, you know, pull pulled aside. Uh, you see like a tiny 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 little old man. He goes, "What do you want?" Uh, we're, we're here about, uh, a friend of ours lived across the street. You may have heard. Um, we had some questions about the house. Make me persuade check. Persuade? Yeah. Um, you can get a plus 10, um... Uh, I fail. You fail. All right. Um, um, I just rolled, but even if I did it. What happened, Will? I said I, I, said I was going to try. Um, I rolled it, and I failed as well, basically, with all right. Well, only only one of you can make a persuade test at a time. So, uh, Lauren, you strike out. Uh, he he uh, he says uh, he says go away, uh, and you know just just lets the curtain drop and and walks away. Well, that guy's a lot rooted in the last lane. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely. Um, Ryan, so the, let me ask you, before we keep canvassing neighbors, did we learn anything new from the neighbors or from, from that last lady, or was it just more that, like, the house is weird? Um, it was pretty much just that the house is weird. Um, if you, if you want to, if you want to talk, if you want to learn something more, uh, in depth about. Uh, what was going on? You may want to try to talk to some of the older neighbors. So this guy might actually be a really good source of information because uh, he he looked very elderly. Um, uh, um, okay. Well, maybe he doesn't like women. Why don't you try talking? 
Well, I think that's why you got a plus ten, Ed. Will. Um, why don't you I just? Tell him. Yeah, but I failed, Will. All right. So, so, so you could you could take a different approach. Uh, you could pull out your badge. Uh, and you know, say you're you're a uh, federal agent. You need to talk to him. Okay, I could try that. All right. So you knock Sorry. on the door. He, you knock on the door, and he he uh, you know pulls back the curtain again, and he goes, "I thought I told you two to beat it." And I, I wave. I, I wave my badge. All right. Uh, badge. You you can you can make me persuade at plus twenty. Okay. Uh yeah, uh forty seven at Um sir, uh uh the guy across the street was a was a friend of ours. Um and we're uh we're investigating the what was going on in the house. He opens the door. Well, well why didn't you say so in the first place? He's he's he looks well, very old, like either in his late 80s or early 90s. Um, he's, he looks like he doesn't have all of his all of his teeth. Uh, you're, and he's you're he's right. got I said that. I'm sorry. He's got that. He's got that kind of uh, you know jerky gait that old people have. Come come on in. Come on in. I'll, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Yes, yeah, so sorry for not being uh, forward with you, sir. Just that we're doing this off the record. He's a, he, like I say, he's a friend of ours, and there's no, we, we don't really have any better backing. All right, all right, that's that's fine. Uh, what 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 do you want to know about the place? Um, anything you can tell us, because it's very unlike our friend to do what he did. We've heard um, that strange things have been happening there. Uh, Ever since it was built, uh, can you tell us a little bit about when the house was built? We've heard a lot about what has happened since um, Isabella passed away and how the strange things have happened in the house since then. Can you tell us a little bit about her time there? <laughs> well, uh, I, I only lived here since uh, 47 months. But uh, I, I gotta say, uh, Isabella and them I, I Italians—they—they they was a menace. Uh, it was yeah. like it was like cattle crowded into that place. That old, that old woman Divitello, her name was. I uh, Christ, I didn't know. I didn't know a woman could have that many relatives. Yes, we had heard about an unsavory Italian from uh, one of the other neighbors. The uh, the caretaker. Oh yeah, she was uh, she was Isabel's nurse. Uh, she came she came took care of her since twenty six. Way I understand it, the story I got from uh, from the people who lived here, uh, you know, around that time when I first moved in, uh, she was she was an invalid, uh, couldn't couldn't walk, had had seizures. Uh, Lived lived mostly alone since her husband died, and then uh, once once that Divitello woman came in as her nurse, had some kind of miraculous recovery. Isabella had a recovery. 
That's right. Whatever whatever that devil woman was doing, it it had some kind of profound effect on her. She was what? she what? was spry as a daisy. Right up until she died. What made her a devil woman? Oh, she was just a the old Strega type, you know, uh she was a she was what you call a witch. Witch. Always muttering curses at people in Italian. Okay. So not very friendly. I think he means curses like magic curses. Like- magic curses? You didn't hear what happened to that uh, that Harrigan fella. No, no, we haven't. Oh, well, uh, he was, uh, he he and his friends were, uh, had a bit of an encounter with uh, Antonio, who I I think was Adele's son, and, uh, well, all all four of them suffered the rest of their lives. Matthew Harrigan was the only one who died, but... I don't know. Folks around this neighborhood around that time, they they suspected she had something to do with it. Okay. The old strike put a curse on it. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, from what you from being a neighbor and stuff, what did you see? Like, like what kind of things? Like you said, they weren't well. So. Well, like I said, a uh, lot of lot of Italians uh, living living in the house uh, could have sworn that. Well, they would just do strange things in there. Uh, I don't know. You call me a crazy old man, but I used to see people in that house walking around with any clothes on at all. Wow, That's drinking. A- Drinking something from a, a burnished copper bowl. Looked well, like they were waving a knife around. That's pretty upsetting. Um, what happened to the Divitellos? Oh, well, uh, late 55, uh, old Isabel, she, something must have happened. Uh, she threw the old woman out. Kicked her entire family out. Put her out on the street. She died about a year later. Don't know what happened to the don't know what happened to the Divitello woman. But Isabella threw out the Divitellos and then she died a year later, and then from what I understand things seem to get pretty strange in the house. Strange is right. Nothing but misery follows that place. What did you know about um, our friend? Did you ever meet him? I, I only I only caught uh, every other word of that. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, what uh, what did you know about our our friend? Did you, like, did you ever meet him? You mean Arthur across the street? Uh, yeah, your friend Arthur. Uh, not that I can recall. I, I I don't get out much, to be honest. 
It's All right. understandable. It's especially when it doesn't seem to pay to get to know somebody in that house if they move in there. <laughs> you catch on real fast. I'm sorry about your friend, though. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else I want to ask him. Um, Do you know anything about where the Divitellas would be now? If there are any still alive? I haven't heard from them. Or of them. I think they left town. I heard they went west somewhere. West. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Anything to help. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to leave him be. That's some pretty good information we got from there. Um, yeah, that's, that's, about, that's about all you can get from him. Um, right. So about this time, I'll say that, uh, you know, you, you guys are just finishing up at the, at the paper. Uh, it's probably later, later on now. Um, As we're leaving, uh, after we leave, when we're in front of the house, that guy was sexy. That was a joke. <laughs> Did you notice that he? That he what? That he knew a lot more about what was going on in the house than um, Elizabeth did. Yeah, because he's old. Well, wasn't Elizabeth old? Not as old as he was. Yeah, but she still she was still there. From you knew she knew her for a year. She wasn't there when Isabella was there. That's true. Yeah, um, this, this, go ahead. She went up seeing them, kicked them out. She failed to mention that. I'm going to text, uh, since I don't have Lauren's number, uh, I text, uh, Sean and say, meet us at the diner for dinner. Yeah, we got some things to talk about. All right. Um, so you guys get together at the local Greasy Spoon. Um, That's exactly what it's called, the local Greasy Spoon. It's uh, it's a hipster New Jersey diner. Ooh. You said a lot of things in that sentence that I didn't like. <laughs> Just means good mozzarella stick, James. Good mozzarella stick. To order the spaghetto and meatball. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the mo- the mozzarella sticks are actually mozzarella moons, uh, and they're deconstructed. They come served on a charcuterie board. Uh, is it a will charcuterie board? Yes. They're deconstructed mozzarella sticks. So is is it just raw mozzarella and breadcrumbs and like dipping sauce? <laughs> um, it's. It's it's a weird yeah it it's uh it it's chunks of it's chunks of mozzarella with with fried breadcrumbs on top and and mozzarella sauce and uh, uh, marinara sauce on top. Constructed <sighs> food should die. How do they mess this up? <laughs> right, so we we info dump back and forth. So it seems like this Divitella woman might be a legitimate witch, and she might have put some kind of curse on the house when Isabella kicked them out? 
That's what it sounds That's like. What it sounds like. Oh, I guess we can either try to track down Divitello and see if we can figure out what the curse was and how to lift it, or the maybe sexy just... I said that they went west. Well, we're in New Jersey, so there's quite a lot of west. Yeah, I'm just telling you what I heard. That's not a very common name. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a quick Google search for uh, Adele Divitello. Why not? Um, make me investigation. A search. There's no investigation. Okay. Uh, in that case, hmm. In that case, bend over and touch your toes and count to ten. Fourteen. Damn it. Unarmed combat check? I'm really good at that. Yeah. Uh, um, What about heavy weapons? Are mounted weapons? I'm good at heavy weapons, too. You said you don't have any history or bureaucracy... A little bureaucracy. Why did you guys want me to pick a violence doer if you're so good at weapons yourself? I didn't say I'm great. I said someone who can help with arson. You didn't have to pick. I mean, we might have to burn the house down. And it's always good to have a violence doer. Yeah, my search is. Um, I would say I would say bureaucracy or history. What? My bureaucracy is forty. Bureaucracy or what? You cut out. History. Uh, forty. All right. I'll give it a shot. My bureaucracy is forty-two. My history is ten. Forty-two. You got a ninety-five. I did. He All still right. beat the score, so that should be good. That's, that's closest to a hundred. Uh, that, you- that, that's like an A. You you don't get any useful um you don't get any useful hits. Um there's a there's a, a a Twitter profile of someone who's obviously much too young to be this person. Um you get you get like um a couple of uh uh, uh a couple of like cemetery records uh from from various places. You just get like uh, you know, A. Divitello comes up as as a as a someone who's interred there. Um, nothing that you can specifically identify as as being this the same person. Can I try? Um, certainly. Fourteen. That's a lot better than what I rolled, just for fun. It's better than what I rolled for not fun, just for the game. 14 out of 40. I went to go search, but then I decided to play a phone game on my a phone app game. Got, Playing Quasi Cupcake. by Snake. <laughs> Did you see Brooklyn Nine-Nine this week? Uh, I, I'm just, I just started watching it for the first time. Oh, oh, that's right. You were oh, first off. It is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. That, that's really it, I guess. 
Uh, no, it's second. Yeah, I'm, I'm in season two. It's very good. Uh, J.K. Simmons was in this week's episode. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so, Sean, unfortunately, you don't fare much better. Um, you Succeed. you do you do find a, a couple of references to an Adele Divitello, uh, but the person doesn't seem to be the right age. Um, well, you you uh, Adele Divitello was the um, was the older person was the was the nurse, right? Yes. So I don't think she'd still be alive after all these years. Oh, if she's a magic lady. Yeah, but I even magically she'd still be alive. She might have family though. Who know? I don't know. I mean, if she's an evil witch, she may still be alive. It's not impossible. Um, well, like I said, nothing that you can specifically correlate with with her. It, it seems it seems like. Um, there, if if she if she was still alive afterwards, um, you're trying to trace somebody uh, from from August of '55 on the internet. Uh, it's it's kind of difficult because there's yeah. a whole a whole gap of time that, like I said, you do find some references to, you know, a Divitello's or Adele Divitello, um, but nothing that you can directly correlate with this person specifically. What about using the police database? Um, that would mean, uh, calling in some favors. Uh, you would have to roll a bureaucracy test. I can try that again. I'll try calling. I'll try, I'll try seeing something about, uh, using, using, I can't use criminology for that. Um, criminology is like doing criminal stuff and, and investigating criminal stuff. Well, the reason I'm but to break into the house, that would be criminology. Yeah. Okay, well, I was just wondering. And since we have a copy of the key, we don't really need to break into said house. Well, I figured criminology was more of like, so like that'd be more, like, you know. I mean, we could always go to the house and investigate in the, the daytime when it's not haunted. Police investigating. Yeah, um, I I will tell you though that that's that's a dead end. She's she's untraceable. You can't you can't get to her. Okay. Yeah, magic lady um, might be untraceable. So you you guys do a little bit more poking around, and you come up empty-handed. Okay, but we're yeah, definitely yeah. on the same page. It's definitely this old Italian. Like, it's kind yeah. of, right? I, I mean, I would think so. Do we want to give that a uh, parapsychologist a call? See if he wants to come by to the creepy haunted house at night, and maybe he can, can try. figure something out. We can. Do- do do we have do we have to go there at night? Can't we go there in the, like now and then check it out before it gets to nighttime and then have the parapsychologist come at night and then you guys go inside and I I'll wait out here. I mean, no. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Here's my question: Why do you want to join Doctor the house Green there? Is sick. Haven't we haven't we technically done what we're supposed to do? Um, we haven't found out the cause of the yeah, we death, st- though. Yeah, we still don't know why he killed himself. Well, That's the so. Our two questions are: Why did he kill himself? If or mm-hmm. if if it was a suicide, 
And is the house still dangerous? The answer to the second one is definitively yes. Well, yeah, the, the second one is definitely yes. That's de- it's definitely still dangerous. But don't we have an answer to the first one? It was there's a curse on it. I guess. I mean, I, would that count as? Or, I mean, you know what? All right, I'll I'll call our handler. We'll finish. We'll finish dinner. I'll go back to the car. I'm not going to call her from the middle of the diner. Okay. Uh, and I will. I will call our handler. Um. She. She answers. Hello. Uh, this is. Hello. Uh. It's uh. Agent Bouchard. Bertrand. Um. We've got some information about what happened. Uh. And I'll just. I'll just lay it all out for her. Okay. Uh. She sounds. What's your hummant score? Uh, eighty. Eighty. Okay. Uh, you you pick up. She's she's being very terse. Uh, she's a little annoyed that you said all of that on a cellular phone. Oh, yeah. Well. Um. So she says. Uh. Well. Um. Do you think the situation requ- requires further intervention? Um, do I know what she means by intervention? <laughs> like, destroy the house or keep investigating intervention? Um, intervention would probably be some kind of decisive action on Delta Green's part. Like, do we need to burn the place down? Do we need to, uh... Uh, yes, it probably does. It's going to get someone else. All right, then... Then I would I would recommend you probably need to look into that a little more, figure out exactly what you're dealing with, unless you feel confident with moving forward with more decisive measures. But I leave that in your capable hands. Right. Well, if you don't hear from us again, at least you have an idea what killed us. Oh, um, hang on. Yeah, you you hear you hear her swear as you hang up the phone. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess we'll meet up back. I, I mean, imagine that that took me probably like sitting in the car for a half hour. Uh, so I'll I'll meet up with everyone else back at the motel, or or actually, it's probably better for just waiting. Well, she said we should probably figure out what's going on, uh, so that way we could take more decisive action. Quote unquote. Ryan, what would I have to roll to look up like to look up old Italian curses? Um, what's your unnatural? Uh, zero. Um, you could do that or a cult. You would have to look up my skirt and find out what it's there. A cult is ten. Unnatural is zero. Okay, so in that case, you would be rolling a 10 in a cult. Oh, I failed it by 8. I rolled an 18. Try flipping it. Oh. Alright, uh, so you, you find, like, uh, a creepypasta site where they're, you know, discussing uh, old Italian curses, uh, and there's some, like, weirdly photoshopped pictures. Um... There's a there's an entry about the evil eye, but nothing nothing that sounds like what you're dealing with here. And you come across the original smile.jpg. All right, this is what I'm thinking. 
we are probably we're we're definitely going to have to do something about that house, but we need to determine the nature of the curse first, so we can know if burning the house down is actually going to do anything. We would need to know yeah, well. if the curse is tied to the house or to the land, because if it's tied to the house, we destroy the house, they build something else there, everything's fine. But if it's the property itself, we destroy the house, they build a new house, and it's still going to be cursed. I'm looking into it, but all I'm finding is the people on the internet are really screwed up. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So I'm thinking we call the parapsychologist, we bring him to the place and see if he can help us figure out what the curse is or what's going on there so then we can figure out the best way to kill it. What do you guys think? I think we kill everything with fire. Burn the land, burn the people. I doubt that place let us burn it down. That was first finding out what I mean, somebody tried burning down the house anyway and he got miraculously slayed last minute by the by the neighbor, and every time we mention this house, the neighbors all get a little tense. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking we we need to figure out what's going on there first before we can safely or even adequately destroy the place. Because this well, house seems to only affect random people. It doesn't affect the whole neighborhood unless it is subtly affecting the whole neighborhood, and we're just blind to it. Like, maybe that guy who tried burning it down, the neighbor saved it because the house is like, hey, I'm on fire, help me. Like I said, I'm trying to look it up, and all I'm seeing is a people that are screwed. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this parapsychologist a call. Okay. Uh, you yellow. It's uh, Mr. Yarrow. That's me. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I have Emil Yarrow written down. Yeah. Um, that's Doctor Yarrow, if you please. Doctor Yarrow. Uh, my name is uh, Ken. I'm with the program. Oh, um, yeah, I, I didn't recognize the number. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to help in any way I can. Um, you your specialty, Dr. Garrow. Oh, well, uh, I'm a, I'm a psychologist and, and parapsychologist. I, uh, am proficient in investigating the paranormal and the unknown. You just want to come help us investigate a haunted or possibly cursed house? Um, I, I would, I would love to, um, what, what have, uh, what have you experienced in the, in the property before, uh, any, uh, EVPs or, uh, fluctuations in temperature? Um, I don't know what an EVP is, uh, no fluctuations in temperature, strange sights, uh, and sounds, uh, feelings of illness. I was accosted by a dead child who vomited bugs on me. Sounds oh. of music playing, and then we have the music. Yeah, the music. That's not quite a voice phenomenon, but that's that's an interesting that's an interesting trait. Um, where where are you currently? And someone hearing the music, and someone not hearing the music. Here, uh, we are in Meadowbrook, New Jersey. Okay, um, and, Far away and are you? I'm about a half an hour north. Well, if 
it would be real nice if you could meet us here so we can go into this place tonight. Uh, the activity seems to pick up at night after dark. Excellent, excellent. Um, I'll, give, give me an hour to get my equipment together, um, and I'll come straight down. Uh, you have access to the house? We do. Okay, in that case, um, I'll, I'll meet you there. Give me the address. 1206 Spooner Street. Okay. Um, so about about an hour and a half later, um, he pulls up uh, in in front of the house. You got you're meeting there. I'll meet him there. Uh, if anyone wants to come with me, I want to go. Is it night already? Like it's getting there. It's getting there. I want to. I want to go to the house now and stake it out until he shows up, just to see if I can see anything going on inside without people in it. All right. Uh, in that case, make me an alertness roll. Come with me. We got two cars now. We don't all have to go. I'll come with you. All right. What's your alertness, Lauren? Uh, 20 or 50. We might as well both roll. I three. passed. 25 out of 50. I rolled a 3. Okay. Uh, one second. Um, how come both drivers are going? That's right. Well, you've, oh, I'll go with Lauren, and I'll get. We have a rental car. I'll just give one of you the keys to the car. All right. Wait, I thought it was your car. I give Sean the keys to the car because he's an agent. You're just a desk jockey. No, I thought I thought that was your car. I thought we drove with your car. Right. You were oh, right. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'll give the keys to Sean anyway. Okay, give me one second because there's Ratchet. that I'm looking for and I can't find. I'm going to drive your car into the lake. That was a joke. The car that I'm riding in. I gave my keys hey. to Will. Are, are we all just going to the house? I mean, if you guys want to come stake it out with us, then yeah, we'll, we'll just all drive over now. I'm going an hour and a half early to sit outside and watch the house. Okay, uh, from the outside of the house, uh, you don't see anything abnormal. Um, you do catch sight of uh, something uh, in the bushes or behind the bushes uh, next to the front door. Uh, but you can't quite make out what it is. You'd probably have to get closer. Do that by the bush, Lord? So like a sneak or a investigate. There. Okay. Uh, there's a stealth. Mine sucks. Um, it's getting it's getting on toward dusk. Um, are you guys like you're parking across the street? I mean, yeah, but yeah. probably would be right. Where else would we park? If we're doing a stakeout. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, I'm gonna, uh, guess roll stealth and just kinda walk around and just kinda nonchalantly just trying to see what we saw behind the bush. Okay, um, so make me stealth. Okay. 
42 out of 50. All right. Uh, you you nonchalantly walk across the street over to the house. You don't think anybody saw you. Um, so make me a sand check when you pull back the bush. <laughs> that is... Where's my... Ah, oh, shit. I rolled a 33 out of... 86 out of 85. Um, did you go... Did you go with him, uh, Lauren? I thought I went with, uh... I, oh, I thought I thought this was what we were. We're all there sitting outside, but James got out to go see what was in the bush. Oh, okay, no. Okay, um, so you pull aside okay. the bush, uh, and you see uh, on the siding next to the front door, uh, written in blood, um, the words "Hell is me." Uh, so you you lose one sand for that. That's two sand I've lost so far. Great. I uh I walk back to the car. I uh and I sit in the back and I I just kind of look stroke forward like deadpan and just be like I think the house knows we're watching it. That's disturbing. And I I, I describe to them what I I see behind the bush. It, it there's a a message for us written in blood. Was it like old blood like it was written a while ago? Uh, no, it looked fresh. Oh, something moving in the bush? What happened? No. We was something moving in the bush. Moving in the bush, right? No. Uh, you saw something either in the bush or behind the bush. It was it was a message written in blood on the side of it. So we were just seeing the the message written. Yeah. In all right. Um, he got a closer look at it. He it's saw it directly. Interesting. Um, but other than that, nothing, nothing abnormal. Other than that, yeah. Uh, doesn't appear to be anybody inside. You don't see any like spectral figures, or you know mysterious lights or anything like that. Um, so it gets to be it gets to be dark and uh, a, a older looking man, a middle-aged man in a station wagon um, uh, thinning, thinning hair and, and glasses um, in a tweed jacket. He gets out um, he, he, be, he opens up the, the back of his wagon and starts unloading like Boxes and boxes of, of equipment. He's got like the big uh, plastic auto boxes full of stuff. I get out of the car. Dr. Yarrow, I presume. Oh, yes. Uh, that's that's me. Uh, you you must be the agent I spoke with over the phone. So this... Okay. Ken. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, so this is the house. Yes, it is. We believe that an old Italian witch maybe placed a curse on it 60 or so years ago. Oh. Oh, my. Well, that's uh, that's certainly very colorful. Um, is all this equipment you're unloading? Oh, um, well, um, 
We we need to uh, if if we want to determine get to the nature the bottom of the haunting, determine the nature of the haunting. We have to we have to be methodical about this. We have to be scientific. Uh, so this is camera equipment. Um, I've got some uh, infrared and um, ultraviolet light lenses. Um, the the plan is so you say you have access to the house. Um, we we spend the night there. We set up the camera equipment. Uh, we we listen for uh, EVPs. Uh, we monitor for any uh, EMF fluctuations. Uh, any Higgins. anything like that? Anything that would give us uh, you know uh, deeper scientific insight into this situation. When when he said spend the night there. Uh... I, I, my character kind of looked like uh, he kind of went a little pale, and you you think he may have shit his pants a little. Well, Doctor, it's... Uh, if our brief time there yesterday is any indication, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, well, f- fantastic. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, we... Uh, gentleman and lady would kindly help me with this equipment. Of course, I'll, I'll grab one of the boxes. He's Wait. got like, he's got like three tripods that he slings over his shoulder. Wait, aren't we just gonna? Aren't aren't you just gonna get yourself killed by staying in there overnight? Oh, don't be ridiculous! A lot of these manifestations are utterly harmless. But literally, everybody who has who has lived here uh, has died terribly in this house. He he kind of like stops and he, he turns and, and faces you uh, and he, he walks right up to you and gets right in your face and says, listen, young lady, I happen to be an expert in this field. Manifestations are utterly harmless. They they cannot reach beyond the veil into our world, the world of the living and, and hurt us. If anyone died in this home, it is of their own doing. It is because they were not strong enough or they were not receptive enough to hear what the spirits had to communicate. 19 people died over. You know what? You're right. Everything's going to be fine. He does not pick up on the sarcasm at all. And he says, yeah, that's the spirit. Come on, let's go. As he walks away, I turn to, uh, I turn to Alex. That was a joke. I, I got that one actually. Um. All right. Um, so, um, you guys open up the house for him. Yeah. Um. All right, Mister Expert. Let's see what you got. So, so he starts. Uh, he starts. Basically, like unloading, as I said, uh, various pieces of camera equipment um, that he that he begins setting up in in various places uh, around the house. Um, all the while he's doing this, you know, nothing at all happens. We don't um, hear the piano music when we're going to open the door. Nope. Did you guys only hear? Terrible things when you were in the house, or too. Heard the music as we as we were about to open the door, 
and then like right when we closed the door to leave. And then a bunch of stuff in the house, but not like we didn't hear anything like across the street or anything. I think it was the Moonlight Sonata, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Beethoven. Um so he sets up a camera uh in the in the den looking into the kitchen, uh in the garage, um uh looking into the into the master bedroom and down the back hallway. Um Okay. Um so now that the cameras are all up and running, um I want I wanna talk to you all about this. Um there's a little there's a little safety lecture that I usually uh I usually give every, anyone who is uh in, involved in an investigation with me. Uh we don't have time for the full thing, uh so I'll just give you the quick and dirty. As I said, uh these manifestations are completely harmless. Um they they cannot they cannot hurt you. Um they can they can only frighten you, they may confuse you. Uh, they may mislead you, um, but they they cannot hurt you at all. Touch uh, us. Famous last words. One of them touched me yesterday. If you if you feel like you're threatened, um, you're just gonna ignore that. Try try to be try to be receptive. A lot of these entities are. Uh, they're confused. They're lonely. They did not process their own deaths well. Uh, maybe, maybe they're not even uh, human as we know it. Um, so, try to try to absorb uh, what what the entity is trying to communicate. They will be a lot more receptive to you if you do so. Um, what about the manifestations you dealt with, Doctor? Uh, he he says I have. I've written three books about the different cases of hauntings that I've investigated. How many entities have you dealt with, Doctor? He he says, well, I had an encounter with an apparition. He says, I, I, don't, I don't bust this out for many people. Uh, but I recorded it on my phone. He he picks up an i he picks an iPhone out of his pocket uh, and brings up a recording and and plays it. Um, and it's one of those really garbled like uh, radio scanner EVP detector recordings. <laughs> um, I'm going back to the internet to search to 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 look up Italian curses. And and you think you you think you hear the words nice glasses. In the in the recording, do we only think we hear that because he tells us that somebody said nice glasses? Um, yeah, he he kind of like he kind of like nudges you toward it. Did did you hear it? Did you hear it? That what? nice nice glasses. The, the voice said nice glasses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. like that. He he plays for you again, and you hear it. I, I guess so. So that that's that was your encounter. So you were wearing a different pair of glasses at the time? Oh no, the, this this pair. Uh I have the lenses switched out. Hmm. That's your only in-person encounter with a spirit. Uh, well, are they, they nice the, glasses? They're they're 
they're like uh, an older, beaten up pair of uh, horn rim glasses. Okay. So maybe they were nice at one point, but they're not what you'd call stylish. Ghost of the sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but he 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 blushes, and you get you, with your hummant of eighty, you get the sense that he thinks that the ghost was flirting with him. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well. I pat him on the back. All right. Good to have you here, Doc. So uh, I feel so much safer. We've got we've got all of the camera equipment set up. Um, I I recommend that we uh, you know keep the lights dim uh, for as as long as we're doing this investigation. Um, we need to split up. Scooby Doo gang. Well, um, I, I have found I have found a correlation. Uh, ghosts and other entities are much more likely to approach people when they're on their own, um, when there's when there's not other living beings in the in the room to distract them. I I swear you got that from every horror film ever made ever in any existence of ever. So that, group that, two. So group one and two. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm sorry, Ed. It keeps cutting out. Yeah, I, I didn't hear anything. That's why I didn't. If you They're asked it, group. Yeah. yeah somebody it? said group, and I was I, saying how that guy had a terrible idea from every bad, every horror film ever made. And then I said groups of two. He says, "Oh no, 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 no! Uh, we must be—we must all be alone." All right. Well, you, Ken, you—you mentioned that you had an encounter here before. Where was that? I'll be right back, guys. Master bedroom. Okay. In that case, I recommend that that's where you go. That you know, an entity obviously reached out to you in that place. Um. You you should go there and confront that entity. Where did we? Set, does he have like? Um, did he just set up the cameras, or is there like a, a base station that's like monitoring feeds and things? Um, he's he's got a base station set up. Where is is that, it in the back of his van, like taps? Um, no, I'm gonna say he set that up in the den. Okay. Um. So in that case, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna amend that. He set he set up a camera in the back hallway uh, or the side hallway. Um, he set up the base station in the den. He's got a camera in the foyer pointed into the kitchen, um, and one pointed into the master bedroom. Okay. Well, we know Will had the encounter in the dining room. Saw the yeah. the old lady. Yeah. Right, so if that's if that's this guy's logic, then Will should hang out in the dining room. Uh, oh, I'll go well. hang out in the master bedroom. Um, I naked grandma again. I I don't remember what happened to my character. I, I think I just got ill. I got sick. I just got like really nauseous from the master bedroom. Um, there's something about laughter and noise from upstairs. So. 
Maybe someone should go upstairs. There was also deaths in one of the other bedrooms, hangings. I don't know. They just said the other, but I don't know which. There's three other bedrooms. So um, that happened well, in bedroom two. All right. So I, then, I'll go upstairs and investigate the giggling. Right, so I'm going to the master bedroom. Will's going to the dining room. James is in bedroom two. Ed, any preference? There's bedrooms three and four. There's the den and the kitchen. I think this is all a terrible idea. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a terrible idea. Oh, oh, we all know it's a terrible idea. That's that's without a doubt. Why are we listening to this guy? Well, he is a paranormal investigator. Oh, psychologist, my bad. To figure out what's going on in the house. Yeah, and Ranger Smith is a ra- is a is a park ranger. Who's Ranger Smith? You know, Yogi Bear, the guy who can can't catch Yogi Bear, even though he's a bear that wears a hat and a handkerchief, and has a little tiny bear that follows him around everywhere he goes. He can't the, stop the, the bear. Bear wears the handkerchief. Yogi wears the tie. You're right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, right. That doesn't matter, but everyone who's lived in this house, except for that one guy, it's taken months for them to get affected to the point where they die. And even that other guy, he died in nine days. Okay, so we're all going to die here tonight, then. I'll go to bedroom three. That was a joke. And Doc, where are you going to hang out? Um, I'll stay at the base station and, and monitor the feeds. Do we do we do we each have walkies or something that we can communicate with each other in case we're in trouble? Not a huge house. Yeah, it is. It's it's only a, a one story with the bonus room above the garage. So if someone is in trouble, you'll you'll hear it. Okay. All right. So who wants to go first? I guess go I'll first. go first. Oh. No, no, let James go first. That's okay. I got to pee anyway, so let James go first. And where are you going, James? I was investigating the laughter. Okay. So you're going to the bonus room, right? Yep. I get the bonus stage. Ah, there is no cow level. Do the bonus stage first. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's how I unlock all the secret stuff, so I can use throughout the actual game. Okay. Um, so you, you walk up the stairs. It is a small sitting room uh, with uh, recessed window benches. It is filled with a scattering of small boxes, an old rocking chair, and some hospital repair supplies. It feels claustrophobic and cramped. The ceiling slopes severely on both sides, and any agent taller than an average adult finds it harder to get about without occasionally bumping his or her head. Um, the room smells of paint and almost and something subtler, almost spice-like. Hmm. Um, so you get Spice to paint. you get to the top of the stairs, um, and as you as you uh, want, as you get like. Up the stairs, uh, you catch sight of a pair of feet uh, on the floor, um, legs sticking out from the other side of the of the banister. 
um, and you you rush up to find a dead body on the floor. So what do you oh. do? I I I uh oh God! We we can, we, we I I run over to the body to make to uh, I I don't touch it, but I I try to see if I recognize it from anything that we've invested anybody that we've met during the investigation. Um, you you kind of crouch down and and look at it. It's uh it's face down on the floor, but the the face is kind of turned to the side. Um, you recognize yourself, wide eyed and blue from lack of blood. Make me sand check. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that, yeah, and I, uh, I do not pass, I do not pass. All right. It's just a regular fail. Jesus, with a sand of 85, you would think I'd pass more often. All right, so you lose two sand? Yeah, I'm down four sand. You're dead yet? Well, I found a dead me. Um, so you uh, you kind of like lurch backwards away from it uh, into one of the benches, uh, and it's it's just gone. The, uh, oh, oh, like the, the, the split uh, second after you recognized your own face, it vanished. Doc, Doc, tell tell me you got that recorded. Tell, tell me. Oh, God. Is there a camera up here? Am I alone? Um, <laughs> I just realized James is our, our was Aaron from Ghost Bros. He just gets like, yeah. all right, we're all going to take it. Aaron, you go into the dark, creepy attic all by yourself and get locked in there. Um, speaking of which... Oh, uh, Alex, now... Um... A ghost is going to follow James home and ruin his marriage. Oh, no. Sorry, James. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it'll only be happening a third time. Um, James, it starts, it starts getting, it starts getting very close in here after, after that. Um, you, you feel like you, you feel like you can't breathe. Um, you feel like the, uh, the, the walls are, are closing in on you and you smell, you smell gas, you smell, um, you know, natural gas. Uh, and this is just like a spare room, right? This is, yeah, above the garage. Does, does nobody hear me calling out or anything or? Uh, no, you don't get any reaction. All right. So, uh, um, uh. This this uh this was a spare room, right? It was like a now it's like a storage room, but there was not like it wasn't like it was like a spare like apartment, right? There's like no hidden like stove or kitchen up here, right? It's just like No, it's it's room. not a it's not a very big room. It's just got yeah. it's just got like uh it's like a it's like a garret room. Um Okay. It's got like but, a, a window bench, you might come up here to read or knit. Um, looks like someone, uh, stacked some paint cans in the corner. Oh, what kind of room? Like, a like, a an attic garret. A Brad Garrett room? Like yeah. Mrs. Garrett. I miss Ray. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Um, anyway, you hear, you hear from downstairs, uh, 
the the clatter of something going on in the kitchen uh and the smell of gas just intensifies and you you can't breathe um so make me another sand check I just made this 184 out of 85. Okay. That's Janine Aiken. Um, so, so you kind of, uh, you kind of like punch yourself in the leg. Uh, you remind yourself, um, uh, what Dr. Yarrow said, these manifestations can't harm you. Uh, and then the, uh, the feeling passes and, and you are alone in the empty room upstairs. Um, all right. So who's next? I'll go next. <clears throat> if my friend is still around. Did Ryan die? No, I'm still here. I said I'll go next. Um, okay, so you walk <laughs> into the master bedroom. Um, and like I said before... Um, it is horribly disorienting. Uh, there's the blood stain on the floor. No one has cleaned up. Um, the the mirrors in your reflection seem to uh, recess into infinity. Um, uh, is the bed still in here? Uh, yes, there is a bed. It is not. It is not an original bed, though. It's uh, it's like a futon. That's a previous. I was going to say, from looking at the the crime scene photo, is it the bed that uh, Donnelly died on? In uh, he he died on the floor. Well, he was on the floor. Oh, okay, I thought he was on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before before the ghosts come up, I'm going to go to the spot where he died, and I'm going to <laughs> stare into the mirror in the spot where the the humanoid shape was. All right. Well, that's fucking ballsy. One of my character traits is unflinching, so... Um, you... You, uh, stare into... You stare into the mirror. Um... Hang on a second. What the hell? I'll I'll give you... I'll give you this one. Um, And it reflects yourself holding a nice pair of warm socks. All right. Um, so you you stare into the place where that human figure uh, was uh, in the in the crime scene photos. Um, you see um, yourself staring back uh, in in the mirror, um, but your your features uh, change uh, into those of a uh, attract an attractive. Um, Middle-aged woman, uh, long flowing brown hair, wearing a nightgown, um, and she regards you for a moment, and she reaches out and grabs you by the lapels. So what do you do? Uh, Forcefully grabs me or gently grabs? Oh, forcefully. Um, she's going to give you a big old yank. It feels like I'm going to, I'm going to back up and not let her yank me. All right. uh, Give me a a strength. We're not doing phrasing anymore. Sorry. I can't hear you. What strength times five. 
I do or, unarmed combat to like break her grip on me. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Much better at that. Is she trying to boob? The uh, a ninety-one out of eighty. Nice. These dice are really um, okay. Nice. I feel like all night I've either been rolling like ten or ninety. Um. <coughs> so she she pulls you through the mirror. Just to point out, because I can go back and look at my rolls, 18, then 92, then 97, then 8, then 95, then 45, and now 91. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so make me, a, me. make me a sand check first. That's a 2, because that one's next. All right. Um, so you, you take you don't lose any sand from that. Um, so dropping into the mirror is like, uh, falling sideways into an Arctic lake. It is frigid. Um, so make me a con times five test. Times five. All right. Wow. Just keeping the trend going. Went from two and I got a 95. So, no. Okay. Uh, so, so take a hit point of damage, uh, as, as you are, um, shocked and disoriented by falling into this weird mirror dimension. Um, around you, it is completely dark, um, and you're, you're really disoriented because you, you kind of were dragged forward on your feet through a mirror and then fell like gravity shifted. The, the direction of gravity shifted um, as, you, as you fell into the, into the other space. Um, so what do you do? the woman still there um she she kind of beckons you to follow her deeper into the darkness uh, and and smiles at you um i'm feeling that's a bad idea but on the other hand it's a one shot so sure i'll follow her okay um Uh Should I sacrifice myself for the one shot? Just think. Think, should I sacrifice myself for the one shot? Uh, I mean, how how much further do you think we have to go, Ryan? Um, well, it, it depends. Um... Honestly, the the rate that we're going, it's ten fifty already. Uh, this might spill over into another session. Um, so kill yourself. All right. So then I'll I'll try to get out of the mirror. Then I mean things things will wrap up a lot more quickly if you if you do follow her into the darkness. All right. Sure. I'll do it. Okay. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Um, hang on a second. I've got nothing to live for except my wife and my son. Well, uh, Dr. Yarrow said that none of these things can hurt you anyway. They can only put into a mirror dimension. There was, there was definitely a camera pointed into, I'm wondering what he's seeing, because there was a, a camera pointing into the master bedroom. I'm just curious what the doctor's saying. Yeah, I'm going to follow her deeper into the mirror darkness. 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, you you just uh, swim down deeper and deeper. Um, Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you uh, something. Send me what? You cut out. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a, a screenshot of of something from this uh, scenario. Hang on. Save your photos. All right. That's not hey. creepy. So, Akos, I'm going to say that uh, you uh, for forwent the you you passed up the first paragraph of this by basically giving yourself over. Something. Hello? Did you get the thing I sent you? I did. Okay. Um, so let's see how long this lasts. No. Well, you know what? It's it's maxed out because uh you you did you did give yourself up. Did you roll a uh, one? No, I rolled a five. Um alright, so uh who is next? I'll go. Okay. And where were you going? Bedroom three. Okay. This is gonna be a fun one. Um, So this small bedroom adjoins the hallway and shares a bathroom with bedroom four. It is plain and empty with an old ratty green lime rug. Um, Okay. I'm in the room. I'm pretty angry that I'm doing this. Because I think so it's, yeah, it's, just got an, it's just got an ugly rug. That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, so it's so it's quiet. Whoa, ugly rug. Whoa. Um. You you wait like a like a minute or so, and you you just kind of like whatever. Uh, you kind of lean against one of the walls, uh, and you notice there's a ripple in the rug. Um, it kind of pokes itself up as if there's something trapped underneath it. Um, you, you watch as it kind of like, uh, moves around, uh, like there's, like there's an animal between the, the rug and the floorboards. Uh, Mm -hmm. you hear, you hear claws or nails like scraping, uh, against the bare wood underneath. Uh, and then it turns, you, you get the sense that something is regarding you, uh, and the thing like sh- 
uh, darts directly at you. I want to move away from it. Um, okay, so uh, make me uh, is dodge a skill? I, f- I always forget what the Delta Green skills are. Yes. Okay, so go ahead and dodge. 18 out of 40. Okay. Um, you you step out of the way. Um, make me a sand check. <clears throat> sand? Sand. Nope. All right. Uh, so you lose a you lose a sand. Okay. Um, there is there is nothing there is nothing there. Uh, it it hits the wall that you were just leaning against, and then just sort of uh, disperses. Uh, you run up and and like pull the rug pull the rug aside because it just comes right up. Uh, it's not tacked down or anything. Uh, and there's nothing there. Okay. Have we been alone long enough? Did you did you get that? Um, and then Will, where were you going? You were going to the dining room. Yeah, I was going to the dining room. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, Sean. Yeah. It's me. Um. So you are you are walking around uh in the dining room um uh, mm-hmm. just kind of just kind of pacing uh you know nothing nothing weird is going on um but as you as you pace around uh you hear that as you walk over one spot um you say, it sounds like there is a there is a hollow uh under the floor I'm going to investigate it okay um you you bend down. Uh, make me an alertness check. Yes. Okay. Uh, twelve. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, you see some loose floorboards. Uh, looks like, um. The the patchy older birch flooring uh, looks looks original, uh, and there are a couple of floorboards loose. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can get them up. Uh, yeah, they they come up without too much of a problem. Um, it looks like it looks like you've gained access uh, to the crawl space under the house. Uh, oh. Looks like looks like there's there's a you know there's there's a a dirty uh, slab foundation uh, on the other side uh, with with a couple of feet of clearance, maybe mm-hmm. like maybe like two and a half three feet enough to like uh, crawl through. Um, this is a bad idea. One shot. Um, I'm going to take out my flashlight. Um, and I'm going to stick my head through the look around using the flashlight. <clears throat> All right. Um, so you, you poke your head down into the hole. Um, and, uh, you, you think you see something, uh, 
just like at the at the very edge of where your light beam can touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could you could take a closer look, but you'd have to crawl down into the hole. Uh-huh. All right, guys, I'll leave this up to you, the character. Do it or no? I was muted. Yeah, definitely do it. Oh boy, this is, this is gonna be a bad. It's the it's the unknown crawl space under the house. It's not in the blueprints they have. If you were going to inscribe a curse or something somewhere, yeah. that's probably where it would be. All right, then. Yeah, I'm going to go check it out. Okay, so you crawl down into the hole. Make me luck check. Uh, so that is, you, check. you roll a percentile and call it high or low. I roll a percentile. Say so luck check for spiders. That's a, that's a D100, and you want to call it high or low. All right, give me a second. Before you roll. Give me a second. All right, I'm going to call it... You know what? I'm going to call it... We didn't hear you. I, I said I'm going to call it loud. We still didn't hear it. Yeah, you, you cut out again. I called it low. Okay. So roll the D100, and we'll see if it's low. Four. <laughs> That's low. Yep, that is low. Um, so let's see. Uh, guys, uh, hold on. I'll tell you what I call it in a second. I'm going into the crawl space. Wait, Will, were you actually were you asking us whether you as Will should actually go into the crawl space? Because then the answer is no. No, I was asking whether my character should Okay. Not me. Oh, I God. would not do it anyway. Guys, I'm in a haunted I house. Fit, I wouldn't fit anyway. I'm in a haunted house. Uh, I'm going to go in the crawl space. Yeah. All right. Um... So in that case, uh, you you crawl down into the hole. I'm sorry mm-hmm. the the uh, the fail condition uh, was was like a big elaborate paragraph, and the pass condition was actually at the top of the previous page. Uh, so um, what you find down there is um, bones. Um, a graveyard of animal bones. Uh, they look, they look really old. Uh, dogs, cats, local pets, uh, stacked about across the foundation. Um, you also find at least part of a human skeleton. There's a, there's a rib cage and a skull. Uh, so make me a sand check. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. Sand point. All right, that's good. 21 out of 55. All right. Um so you lose you lose one sand. Of course. Um as you are kind of wedged into this space under the house, um uh full of full of bones. Um you hear you hear footsteps um on the on the floor above you 
um, like someone is like someone is walking uh, over the area in the dining room where you are. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm gonna try and get back to my crossbow. Try and get try and get out of here. Um, make me make me dex times dex times five. Excuse me. Dex times five. Okay. Oh, I didn't write that down. It should be at the top of your sheet. Sixty-five. <laughs> no, I, I know what it is. I, I just didn't write down. Uh, forty-two out of sixty-five. Um. All right. Uh, in that case, um, you you managed to make it back to the hole. Uh, just as somebody is laying the boards uh, back across it. Oh, okay. Does that mean I'm stuck down the hole? Uh, well, you're 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 there in time to like intervene. So, uh, if you want, you can like thrust your hand up. Um, I mean, yeah. nobody would nobody would like trap you down here. Yeah, I'm gonna thrust my hand up. Okay. Um. You you hear uh, the voice of uh, Agent Burchard. Oh oh my my goodness! Uh, I didn't realize you were down there. Who who is is that? Is that you, Littman? Yeah, it's me. Uh, let, let me let me help you out of there. I'm gonna get out of there. Um, so he he reaches down. There's a there's a hand there. Um, you you grab it and he he kind of he kind of helps you uh, he helps you out of the out of the hole. Uh, and you find yourself. Um, he's got the he's got the muzzle of a gun uh, shoved up uh, under your neck. What? He says, "Don't worry, you're home now." And then what do you do? <laughs> uh, well, first I want to try and talk myself out of it, but I do have a great unarmed combat. Why don't you try to not get shot in the head first before well, you talk yourself out? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he doesn't he doesn't look like. Uh, well, f- first of all, uh, you 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 look directly into his eyes, and mm-hmm. and he is just like wide eyed and sweaty and 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 soaking wet and really cold for some reason. I make another uh, suggestion, Ryan. That might not yeah. be in the book. My sure. eyes look like mirrors. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, so you just see yourself reflected back in the mirrors of his eyes. <clears throat> all right. So I want to use my unarmed. Uh, comp- well, first, first make a sand check. Oh, sand check. Okay. Uh, I fail. Okay. Uh, 76 out of 50, uh, 55. I just need to check something real quick. D4. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought it was. What room was this that Will was in? Uh, the uh, dining room. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Will, you, you lose a sand. Okay. So that's 52. Um, so 
what what are your dex ratings? <clears throat> My dex ratings? Yeah, what your dex is it's eleven. Um, eleven, yeah. Okay, so you're you're both at eleven. Yeah. Um so let's make it we each of you guys make a dex times five and see who goes first. Oh, that's a 74. I'm oh, sorry, no, my dex is 13. Okay, so in that case, uh, Sean, you're going first. Uh, so what are you what are you gonna do? Uh, um, he's he's kind of he's kind of like holding you by the hand. Uh, he he like pulled you out of the hole and and like stuck his stuck his gun like up under your up under your chin. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have time to do something real quick before he you know splatters your brain all over the dining room. Well, I'm gonna. I want to like deflect his arm away, and push the gun to the side, and like well, tr- try and grab and try and grab it out of his hands. All right. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say for the uh, for the for just pushing his arm away, uh, that would be a success. Uh, for the disarm him as well, that would be a crit. You're looking for a crit, or at least like holding his arm at bay. All right, that you can do with uh, regular success and unarmed combat. Is there anything I can use to re-roll that? Uh, I'm afraid not. So 82, I fail. All right. But your bonds, I thought your bonds did something with re-roll. That's for yeah. San. That's for San, yeah. Uh. Um, in, in the 7th Ed COC rules, you can push yourself to get a second shot, but... Uh, you take sand damage, I think, if you if you fail uh, on a follow up roll. But in in DG, I don't think there's anything you can do to reroll. All right, uh, so you you do kind of you do kind of struggle, um, uh, but he's he's got that gun. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, he's he doesn't he doesn't shoot you just yet. Um. Uh, Akos, I'll I'll let you play this if you want to. What do you? Okay. You you can just shoot him if you want to shoot him. Um. Well, based on the description from before, um, I don't think I want to yet. Um. Or the the thing inside of me doesn't want to yet. Yeah. Um, you probably want to make him suffer so you can bleed off some of his uh, some of his okay. power. Uh. So I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna try to uh, cold co- uh, pistol whip him. Okay. To, like stun him. Um. So in that case, I'd say I'd say unarmed combat. Um. Let me see what the. Be a difference in damage for the pistol. Be a melee weapon? Cause he's nope. Doesn't matter. I got a 96 out of 80. Because. That was my next roll because I had rolled not a ninety, so now I have to roll a ninety. So there you go. Well, I missed. All right. So he he rears back and uh, swipes at you with the pistol, um, but but he misses uh, probably because he he is uh, a little bit not in his right mind. Um, hang on. No, I do smile. Don't worry, Sean. Everything's fine now. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's fine. It's over. It's over. <laughs> exactly. 
You got to put the gun down, buddy. Um, the other two of you, um, make me alertness checks, uh, or Will, Will, are you shouting this or? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty loud. Okay. So then you don't have to make alertness checks. Uh, you, you just hear, uh, Sean, Agent Littman shouting about how, uh, someone needs to put the gun down. I'm going to run downstairs. Yeah, I also am going to run into the room where I hear shouting, because I was just shouting and no one came to help me. Um, no one so heard Ed, you. Ed, you're not actually upstairs. Um, you you run through the you run yeah, I, through the den, right? Uh, and the kitchen, um, and uh, Brandon, you also you run you run downstairs uh, and you find. Um, Agent Burchard, uh, looking very strange and holding a, a gun on uh, Sean. Uh, so both of you now now make me alertness checks. Okay, uh, eighteen. Okay, uh, you notice you notice the mirror shine to his eyes. Um, so make me sand check. Sixteen out of uh, out of thirty nine. I got 22 out of 50. Oh, yeah, you definitely notice. Uh, make me a sand check. Nope. 86 out of 85. Jesus. James. I I can't save my sand for my life, and my sand is my highest fucking roll. Minus, James. James, you dropped four sand. I'm down eight sand. Uh, have you hit a breaking point yet? Uh, where would I know what that is? Right under your sand points. My breaking point is 68. You at? Well, uh, 85 minus 8. No, I'm not at 68 yet. Okay, so you're you're still good, and you didn't take 5 and 1. Um, so, so you, you notice... <coughs> You notice that uh he he seems to be um he seems to be like soaked in water and um doesn't matter I'm going to try to tackle him. Okay. Um so in that case we're we're in combat now. Um so uh everybody else had a turn. Uh they weren't expecting you so you each get a surprise action. Ed uh make me unarmed combat to um 8 out of 70. All right. Um so Akos, I believe you can you can go full dodge uh or you can just be tackled. Um do I get a reflexive dodge or I have to use my turn to dodge? Um I think you I think you have to use your turn. Um, uh I'm going to let her tackle me. Okay. Um in that case um Lauren bolts across the room and, and knocks you knocks you over um and has you has you pinned to the floor. Uh Lauren, you look directly into his eyes. Um just uh since you're in physical contact with him, uh he is he is freezing cold. Um it's like it's like touching a corpse, which you've totally done a few times in your history with the uh police force. 
Uh, so James, what are you up to? Um, I mean, I I, I was going to do the same thing, but uh, I'm going to go check on Sean to make sure he's okay. Is he standing or is he down? Uh, Sean is is standing. He like scrambled up out of the hole, uh, and he managed to get back after um after Bertrand tried to pistol whip him. Uh, okay, so he he survived the pistol whipping. Yes, he did. Okay. Um. Then um. So Ed went to dodge. Uh, Ed went to tackle. Um. Did tackle. <clears throat> I mean, I noticed. I noticed the eyes, and uh. I I think I'm gonna try and punch punch him in the face to, or slap him to try to get him out to to shake him out of whatever he's in. Um. All right. Uh, so in that case, uh, I'm I'm not going to make you roll for it. Um, what is your what is your damage bonus? I don't think you get one. I think it's just uh, a D. Unarmed, oh, yeah, it is. Strikes are just one D four minus one. Okay, so in that case, roll a D four minus one. I got a two. Okay, uh, so Alex, you take two points of damages. Uh, this one. He rolled a two. Yeah, sorry. So I took one. Yeah. Um, as as uh, Brandon, you know, slaps you across the face, trying to snap you out of it. Um, uh, my, my head like recoils. I just look back and smile, and I, as I stare straight into his eyes, it's just like a little a little drop of blood like trickles out my cheek from like a cut lip. Um. I Brandon, shit my pants. Brandon, as you as you as you slapped him, uh it felt like uh it felt like there was glass shattering under his skin. Um almost like he's he's made of the mirror now. Uh you think. Um, um uh, I I don't get any more to, I I have to wait till my next round to do something else, right? Yeah. Okay. Um so so now we're in combat. What's uh what's everybody's dex order? Uh 10 13 Mine also is 10. Okay. Uh so uh Sean you're first at 13. Okay. So what are you doing? Uh it looks like Lauren has tackled uh Burchard, but he is still uh all freaky-eyed and uh, he still has the gun, but Lauren's got him pinned down. All right, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna take the gun. Of his- okay, um, that would be unarmed combat. Okay. Make some kind of check to hold on to it. Uh, yeah. I uh, know I failed. Ninety-four. Now, now I'm rolling high. Well, eh, never mind. Uh, yeah, you try to you try to wrestle it out of his hands, but uh, he's got just enough movement, and he's he's scarily strong. Uh, he's got like an iron grip on it. It's all uh, wet, so you just your hand keeps slipping off. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at eleven now with uh, with Acos. Uh, I I would like to try to flip Lauren off of me. Like she tackled me, so I'm gonna like flip her off in a fighting maneuver thing. Okay. Um, so unarmed combat. Uh, Lauren, you can make unarmed to resist if you want. Yeah. D6. 
she succeeded. A 61 out of 80. 13 out of 70. Um, sorry, uh, he got the higher success. Um, so, yeah, you, you throw her Delta off. So Delta Green is like Eclipse Phase rules? Yeah, new Delta Green is. Okay. Um, so you, you, uh, push Lauren off of you, uh, and, and scramble away a little bit. Um, now we're down to the tens. I was at ten, but. You and James are, oh no, yeah, you and James are both at ten, I think. Yeah. Yep. Where are the, we're tens. We're perfect tens, Mr. Edwards. Will's a thirteen, which makes sense. Yep. All right, so, uh, what are you doing? Um, uh, I'm gonna go run to the bedroom that, uh, that uh, Kenneth was in because I saw a duplicate of myself. Maybe this is a duplicate. Okay. Um, once again, uh, you you get that really like overwhelming sense of sense of dizziness. Um, a second here. Craig, we really appreciate everything you're doing for us. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, he's a great Craig, guy. Yeah, Craig, you're great. I wish I met you earlier. Uh, he gets his point across. Okay. Um... Speaking of Craig, how much later are we going to Craig keep Craig out? Um, I was thinking midnight. Okay. Okay. Um so uh Brandon you walk into the bedroom and once again you're uh overcome with that same uh sense of vertigo and and disorientation. Um but you see a woman standing there. Um she she is only visible in the mirrors in in real space uh she walks to one of the windows and sits in a non-existent chair she combs her hair with an invisible brush humming to herself uh you can't really see her face um and she just sits there you know staring at the wall away from you um combing combing her hair uh so make me a sand check no all right I am slowly going insane. Uh, so that's three more you lose. Fun. Um, so, so what do you do? You just, you just see that. Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna pick up whatever I got that's closest to me and try and throw it at the mirror. Okay. Um, make me athletics. Is it strength times five? Is it? Uh, is it flex a skill? I'm sorry. Yeah, athletics. Athletics is a skill. Wow, I can I can English. All right. Although so my you, strength times five is better, so I'd rather use that. Um, Considering I am throwing something at something, I think strength just, is yeah. more. You're just throwing it as hard as you can. So go go yeah. for it. All right, and thank God I did sixty six out of seventy. Oh, nice. Um. So. Uh, you, you shatter the mirror, uh, 
Uh, the the ghostly form vanishes, but before it does, uh, it turns to you, um, and you just see this um, gaunt, rotted, um, sallow-eyed, fleshy uh, figure. Uh, it like lunges for you, and uh, just as just as the mirror breaks, um, so make me another sand check. I literally just passed this one eighty four out of eighty five. Okay, uh so that's you're 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 fine, no no sand loss. Um It's based on your current sand, James. Oh, it's based on the current? Oh then fuck that. No, I I didn't make that. Alright, so So that's another one. Uh as this this ghost in the mirror just like lunges toward you. Um, James you, out filling every roll with a sanity of 85. Because the sanity's not 85 anymore. He's still got a pretty high sanity. And he's still yeah, f- yeah, he does. The dice just hate him. Yeah, I'm good at other things. I'm just not good at keeping my sanity. Um, you, you, uh, hear something behind you and you turn, uh, and you see Dr. Yarrow with a straight razor in his hand, uh, that same glossy mirrored look in his eyes. Uh, oh, and he says, don't worry, the apparitions can't harm you. Uh, and then he flicks the razor open, uh, and, and looks like he's going to lunge for you. Um, so, uh, Lauren, what are you up to? Um, I'm going to try to grapple him again. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, unarmed. Actually, uh, you, you, you can, you can make a contested roll. Okay. 35 out of 70. 84 out of 80. Um, all right. So Lauren, you, uh, kind of grunt, uh, and throw yourself back at, uh, at, uh, Burchard, um, Burchard, you were up for you were almost for like half a second. Um, she's, she's got you. She's got you pinned down again. Um, and then we're back at the top of the turn. All right. Uh, so that's Will. All right. you gonna do uh you know what the gun's still in your hand right yeah all right can i kick the gun out of his hand i'm sure you can try to yeah try, i'm just trying to get that gun out um unarmed combat okay Here we go. 21 out of 60. Okay. Um, just since he's, she's, Alex is basically an NPC now, uh, I'll say that you, you managed to kick the gun away from him. All right. I'm going to go get it, too. All right. That's going to be next turn. Um, okay. So, Akos, you're, you're pinned again. Uh, house Burchard. Um, and someone has just kicked the gun out of your hand. So what do you do? Uh, am I pinned or did she grab me? 
Um, well, she she's she's grabbed you again. All right. Um, we're still in the dining room, right? Yes. Uh, can I push her out the window? Uh, sure. We are we close enough to the window for me to try to like push her out? I I would say so. Uh, it would be it would have to be a hell of a shove, and she is a rather large woman. So would that be a strength thing, or could I do unarmed combat? Um, no, you you can use the uh, the house can use any of your skills. So if you if you're like an experienced fighter, then yeah, use unarmed combat. Yeah, and right. um, Lauren, if you have strength times five to resist or anything else you might want to suggest. Uh, I know it's not going to kill her, but it'll get her out of my hair for a few seconds. I'll go with strength times five. Good. I rolled a five. 69 out of 85. All right. Um, so you have a higher roll. Uh, Lauren's not moving. She is, uh, she is a brick wall. I look at him. That was a kill. Um, so James uh, I don't know why you're fighting so much you're home now James uh, it looks like uh, what's his name Uh, Yarrow is going to try to slit your throat Um, I I think um, I'm just gonna rely on my 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 training and uh just pull out my my gun and just unload into him. All right. Um, so go ahead and, and roll firearms. Thirty-five out of forty. All right. Um, so roll the damage on your gun. Oh crap! I think Alex had that pulled up last time. Oh, is it 1D10, right? Yeah. Yep. I got a solid 10. Nice. Um, uh, so you, you plug him, you plug him, uh, right in the lung. Um, and you can hear, you can hear the breath. Like as he, as he breathes, the, the gurgling from inside his chest, uh, you're pretty sure that one of his lungs is now deflated, uh, and he is. Uh, He's still coming. Likely going to die without, you know, medical attention very soon. Um, so uh, give me a well, you, not not a sand check just yet, but he is going to try to uh, slit your throat. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I did shoot him. Um, but he misses. Uh, so he, oh, he slices at the air uh, just just next to you. Um, and he said, the entities can't harm you. You're home now. Um, and then we, we cut back to uh, Lauren. I'm going to try to knock him out. Okay. Um, so I forget, I forget how the knockout rules work in Delta Green. They work the same way you do in real life. Just keep punching uh, them until they fall down. I got the book open. Um, oh, it's a 45 unarmed combat. 45 out of 70 for unarmed combat. Yeah. 
Hey, Kowser, he wouldn't mind searching that. I'm looking, yep. Uh, oh, you do get a damage bonus from a strength score. Um, I don't know why I wasn't on the damage sheet. Uh, unconsciousness. Uh, if your agent is reduced to two or fewer HP, they fall unconscious. Um, okay, so I guess you might just have to wail on him until he loses. Okay. Uh, Okay, uh, so in that case, uh, roll your roll your damage. What's damage bonus for a strength of seventeen? Of what? Strength of seventeen. What would be my damage bonus? Plus two. So a D four plus two. Um. Uh, so here's the thing: melee weapons. It says bare hands and feet. The damage is one D four minus one. Um. <laughs> So it's a D4 plus one, I think. Okay. Then, uh, three. All right, uh, so, uh, Burchard, you take three HP of damage. I do. Um, and then we're back at the top of the turn with, uh, with Litman. Uh Litman, so you you run over and pick up the gun. What do you want to do now? Alright, sorry. I um I do with the gun. Uh I wanna pick it up. Um and I'm gonna well so what position is he in now? Um, he and Lauren are still like locking horns, uh, mm-hmm. but Lauren Lauren just punched him. Uh, and Lauren, once again, you you get that same sensation that I described to um, to ba- Brandon before. Uh, it's it's like he's made of uh, broken glass under his skin. Right. All right, they're entangled, so I can't get a good shot. Uh, no, you cannot get a good shot. I mean, All right, I'm going to pistol could, whip him. Okay. Um, so that's uh, melee. Well, I'm, uh, I'm not very good at that, but... <laughs> Four! Okay. Right, dodge. Um, yes. Actually, wait. Uh, no, because you're, you're uh, being held, right? No crap, yeah. 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 So it's gonna it's gonna be really hard for you to dodge. So so no. Um. So go ahead and. I mean, not to 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 knock the situation, but like you know, if you see somebody's coming towards you with something and they're gonna swing at you, even though you're pinned, I mean, you still have that option to kind of move your head a little bit out of the way. So in that case, Alex, make a dodge check. Why'd you do that, James? I listen. It's it's only fair. I failed anyway. All right, so you get hit. Uh, so uh, Will one d four? I think is like brass knuckles or steel toe boots or something would be one d four. Yeah, so it's it's a simple club. So yeah, one d four damage. Will. Yeah. 1d4 four, four. damage. 1d4 four, four damage? 
I gotta get a D4 out. You could just roll it in the chat. I don't know how to do that. You type slash. Also, that chat is fucked. That thing, that that's not real random. That is fucking horseshit. You type slash roll space D4. You got it. Or, sorry, slash R. Either one will work, actually, because I was, yeah. One. All right, uh, so, Bertrand, you lose another hit point. Nope. It didn't work. You gotta do it in the, the roll one. Yeah, ro- rolls to. in role-playing. We have a room right. for it. Uh, so, my turn. Um, now, well, since everyone's wailing on me now, um, I'm gonna... You haven't seen my ultimate form. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to... Let's see, where, where are we? We're in... We're in the dining room. The small house. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm just gonna bite Lauren's face. <laughs> Alright. So that would be unarmed still? Yep, that's unarmed. And Lauren, you can get a dodge if you want. 78 out of 80. Oh, shit. Good luck, Lauren. At least when I intervened, you have now have the option to fucking dodge. Uh, so I'm dodging? If you, if you want to, otherwise you're getting bitten. I mean, I think unless unless you want to get bitten anyway. in the face. Unless, unless I'd get to crit. Uh, so wait, this would be my dodge. Uh, how do, how do, what, what do I roll to crit? Uh, double. Double. Okay. Nope. Even double. So it's one d four minus zero, uh, minus one. Two. Uh, so where do you bite her? Uh, right on the. Hmm. Right on the snaz. I was thinking. I'm going to say right on the cheek. I just bite a chunk of her cheek out, and then start uh, eating it, is, it. It is. It is very painful. Uh, you. You look at. You look at him, and uh, you see him eating, like chewing on a piece of your face, uh, with this manic grin on his face. So, give me another sand check, uh, both of you in the room. Nope, eighty-seven out of thirty-nine. All right. Well, that's um, you too. Nine out of uh, fifty-two. All right. Um, so you. Uh, Will, you take one. Uh, Ed, you take four. Because uh, that's fucking horrifying. Um, James, it looks like, uh, like Ed, I said... you a breaking point? No, no. Oh, okay. He just missed uh, taking a, a temporary. Uh, yes, I did. Um, okay. So in that case... That goes up to <clears throat> 
do that next time. Um, so James, like I said, uh, it looks it looks like uh, Yarrow is on his last legs, but he's still coming up after you. So what do you want to do? Um, is it thing? Um, is there any? Uh, all right. Um, you know what? Um. I'm just gonna try and uh unarmed is shit. Oh no, my unarmed is really good. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm just gonna sh- uh try and uh grab the arm that has the straight razor in it and you know put his arm behind his back, you know, like to restrain him to to hold him until he he's finally passes on and he's no danger to me. Okay. Um in that case, uh make me unarmed combat. He will roll 65 out of 70. So good at fighting. <laughs> I really shouldn't have been... I, I, I picked my character because I assumed that you guys didn't have a violence doer. Honestly, I kind of forgot how good we all were at fighting. I'm sorry. It's okay. But now um, you got so, to stop me from fucking with everyone else. So, uh, I mean, so he would probably be dead by now. He succeeded too. Um, so it, the two of you are just kind of like grappling with each other. Uh, he's going to try to break free. Um, call that. Doesn't have athletics. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, wait, did that. That's a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you want to, if you want to resist and, and try to keep him pinned, you can. Okay. Uh, what do I, I still roll run armed again? Uh, yeah. Or athletics or. My unarmed is better. Although sadly I only got a 52 out of 70 this time. Okay. Um, so you, you keep him, you, you're holding him. Um, but. He's he's still he's still like fighting you. Um Okay. And then Lauren, what are you up to? Uh well now I'm pissed, so I'm gonna start slamming his head in Alright. Um so in that hey, case what did I ever do to you? Unarmed. Sixty out of eighty. Uh seventy rather. Alright. And you can you can get a resistance roll if you want. Oh. Critical fail. Alright, uh, so uh, what's the, the damage would be uh, 1d4 plus 1? Well, if I'm slamming his head into something, isn't that kind of like a club? As opposed to just a fist? Um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I could see that argument. So, I, I think Alex said a club was like 1d4 plus 1. Oh, it's, well, it's just 1d4, and you get 1D4. a plus 2 because of your so, strength modifier. So it's 1d4 plus 2. Yeah. All right, so, Akash, you take 6 damage. I am dead. Well, I am... Are I you am, at 0, or have you been reduced? I'm at negative 2. Okay, then, yeah, you're dead. Well, Ryan, I only rolled a 1. You just automatically oh. give me the most... No, he oh. crit failed. Oh, he crit failed. Oh, okay. yeah, I crit failed my dodge. Yeah, yeah. You, you crit failed your dodge, that's why. So, um, 
So I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck, you freak? And I like go to throw his head into the wall, and he like trips. Uh, yeah, he you you throw his head into the wall. Uh, he he trips. Uh, and, and just like, uh, hits the dining room table at the right angle, you hear his neck crack. Um. Still smiling. So that's, that's gonna be another sand check for you, uh, for the, the two of you, uh, in the room. No. Nope. Okay. Um. My eraser doesn't want to work, I can't even. R.I.P. Kenneth Burchard. You were a good agent uh, until you weren't. So, uh, Ed, you take five because you just killed a person. So now I took five and I'm also pa- way past my breaking point. Um, so, and, and Will, you take four. Um, so since you, since you hit your, uh, your temporary, you get a choice. Uh, fight, flee, or freeze. Hello? Ed? Uh, Edward? Oh, I'm sorry. Say that again to me? Um, you can, you can fight, you can flee, or you can freeze. Uh, I'm gonna run away, because I just killed somebody. Okay, uh, so yeah, you, you've got to get the fuck out of here. Um, you just make your way out of the house. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say probably, uh, fear of, fear of blood. You know, seeing your own blood in someone's mouth is kind of an ookie experience, so. Yeah. So I'm just gonna run to my car, clutching my cheek. Uh yeah, I, uh, where where are you headed to? My car. Past that, are you? Because you're you're just like on autopilot. Got to get the fuck out. So uh, are you? <clears throat> I'm like driving home. I'm gonna okay. Go, I'm gonna go drive. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go home. All right. Uh, so I'll say I'll say about like. Uh, 20 minutes later, you come to, uh, and, and you're on the New Jersey turnpike somewhere, uh, and, and your face really hurts. Um, you should, you should probably have somebody stitch that up. You, you, you look at yourself in the rear view mirror and you see that, you know, there are teeth marks, uh, you know, in, in your, in your cheek. Um, so Akos, you're dead. Um and uh James, you're still struggling with uh with Yarrow. Uh so what do you do? Um What's what's yeah. behind him? Uh the kitchen. Okay, so there's not like another mirror behind him because she says oh no, that was the bedroom, that was the wall of mirrors. Yeah. Oh you know, I'm in that bedroom. Uh, so, um, he, he kind of he kind of caught you in the in the little area between the kitchen and the bedroom. So okay, uh, you could you could pull him into the bedroom if you want to. All right, uh, I'm or the utility hmm. closet. 
Uh, I shot him a few times, so he should be uh, at least close to death. Uh, I'm going to try and make him stab himself with the straight razor. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say that's contested strength times five. Okay. Let's see what he's got. He's not bad. I got 55 out of 70. Okay. Uh, he failed. Um, so yeah, you, you make him, you make him stab himself with the straight razor. Uh, he was barely hanging on with one hit point. Uh, so, uh, he, he also falls over dead. Um, and I'm going to say that, uh, just for, just for dramatic effect, uh, you, you kind of like wrench it out of his hand and slice his throat with it. Uh, and it's, it's like, uh, it's like a, a wuxia film or, a uh, an Asian, um, it's, it's just like an explosion of blood. Like a kung fu film where where someone gets a limb chopped off. Or like in Sweeney Todd where he just so ever so slightly slices somebody's throat but blood sprays everywhere. Yeah. He's a a kill bit he's a kill bill villain. Basically. Okay. Mm -hmm. He he dies like one of the crazy eighty eight. Um so go ahead and make me a sand check. Uh, That's fair. And I failed. Okay. I'm failing my sand checks because my my start sand was forty. So James, that's that's a further nine sand. Holy shit! Nine old. Yeah. I mean, I was I was I was. Uh, uh, that is, yeah, that is my breaking point. (laughs) My breaking point is, um, 68 and I'm down to 63 and I also lost nine in one shot. So yeah, I'm, I'm beyond my breaking point. All right. So you have the same for the, for the temporary, you have the same, um, choice, fight, flee or freeze. Um, I think I'm going to, you know. Why don't you flee too? I was gonna say, is this mission just gonna end in like a, everyone just runs the fuck away? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to come back here in the first place. So I, I just good. need to get the. I need to get as far away from this house as possible. I'm not even getting a car. I'm just running. I'm running, and I just get out of the house, and I just keep running. There's no destination in my. Oh, uh, you know what? I think I'm heading back to. Um, the, the the hotel that we were at. Cool. I just okay. start running. I, I it's, it's a good place to end. We've just abandoned Will. Oh wait, well, I've I've got a good idea for Will. Uh, so Will, uh, <laughs> you you finish. Uh, you know, uh, you watch. Um, what's your face, uh, Lauren? Uh, just kind of like bolt from the house. Uh, and you hear the struggle in the other room, so you come up into the doorway uh, just in time to see um, Brandon slice Dr. Yarrow's throat open. Uh, so that's going to be a sand check for you as well. Okay. <laughs> Please pass your breaking point. I'm about to. Let's see. 
17, so no. Uh, 40, 17 uh, out of 46. Uh, all right, so you, you lose one San. Um, so 45, my breaking point's 44. Nice. Uh, hang on a second. This is going to be... <coughs> Let me just look up a rule here. You probably would have been better off passing your breaking points, Will, because now you're alone. Yeah, I'm still going to leave. No, he's not alone. He's got two corpses for company. Yeah. Is everything all right? I'm going to leave. Yep. Two corpses. <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, no, no, you're not. No. Uh, make me a pow times five test. <laughs> what? <laughs> 82. Out of? 55. All right. Well, I, I like the, uh, I like this. So I'm, I'm going to treat this as if the house had succeeded. Um, so here's, here's the way this goes. Um, you're, you're standing in the middle of the, of the, uh, carnage here. Uh, there's, there's two dead bodies. There's a bunch of cameras that, um, recorded everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you think, you think you might want to, you know, get the hell out of here. You've got to report back to Delta Green. But Yeah. God damn it. If someone tore up the carpets in this house, there's a really nice original floor underneath. <laughs> and and that that bedroom with the mirrors like you weren't you weren't really digging it at first, but you're really starting to see what that person was was going for. Oh, <laughs> Um so what what ends up happening is uh I buy the house. Yeah, you you buy the house. Um buy the bodies in the basement. Well, like I space. Yeah, you 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 tuck the bodies away. Um <coughs> tear up the carpet. A, you're an experienced, uh, you're an experienced Delta Green agent, so you you know how to how to cover up a, uh, cover up a, a weird double murder type thing, mm-hmm. um, and you you buy the house. Um, the uh, the other two of you, uh, you show up for the, you show up for the debrief with uh, with Bernice. Um, and she is none too pleased with you. Um, and she, she asks you if you've heard from your, your other fellow agent. Um, and she, she, uh, shows you, uh, a a Xerox copy of a record, uh, showing that, uh, Sean Littman has purchased the house at 1206, uh, Spooner Avenue. Mm hmm. Um, so we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it there. Wow. <laughs> I knew I knew that that having that this paranormal psychologist was going to do nothing for Um well, let me let me read you what it says in his character description because it is fantastic. <laughs> Hang on. Uh 
As soon as we decided to stay in the house with this quack, I knew we were doomed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, without a doubt. So so it says... That's why we did it. Yarrow does his best to help, but does everything wrong. He encourages the agents to enter the house at night. The spirits are more able to communicate in the dark and to wander there alone. The spirits have an easier time communication on a, communicating on a one-to-one basis. In short, he puts the agents and himself in mortal danger. Oh, good. I don't, I don't know why we decided to listen to him. He, he was none of us paranormal. had anything like paranormal or occult, so we didn't know any better. That's what we needed. Yeah, probably. Um, so, so this, this, uh, you guys almost had an answer if you had been a little more patient and not gone back to the house. Uh, so, uh, I was Adele, one adamantly saying we shouldn't go back at night. The uh, the the backstory of it is that Adele Divitello uh, was a, a priestess of Nyarlathotep. Um, she uh, she consecrated she consecrated the the ground of the house uh, to the dark man at the crossroads uh, by sacrificing pets and small animals uh, to him over the, over a number of years. Um, and Isabel uh, threw her out because. Uh, Nyarlathotep appeared and uh, wanted her to sign her name in the dark book. And I just don't approve of that sort of thing. Yeah. So if we had burned the house down, would that have solved the problem? No. So it was it was the land itself. It was the land itself. If you had burned the house down, it says in the in the description of the scenario, um, a few months later, they hear that a, a local has purchased the land uh, and is is rebuilding the house like exactly as it was, um, and it and they lose sand. Is there a, a way feeling. to get rid of the possession? Um, so if you had tracked down the furniture. Uh, you could have found the uh, the knife, the bowl, and the book that uh, Adele used to uh, conduct the ritual. Uh, and there is a counter ritual, but it requires that you kill somebody. Oh. What? I, I, it cut out. Well, we uh, killed two people, so. You, it requires a human sacrifice. Ah, well, that explains things. All right. Um, so that was. It was definitely a DG app. Yeah, for sure. I think that went rather well. I uh, I think we I think we did our best, and uh, <clears throat> we we had a good thing going there. And then uh, they came in in the end there and uh, caught us by surprise. Mm-hmm. It didn't help I that I kept failing the... my sand checks. Yeah, I could have resisted the possession, but I just leaned into it. It was fun. Yeah, uh, it certainly made for an interesting climax. For sure. Yep. All right. I I also really like the image of uh, of Sean just like standing there in in like puddles of gore with like a guy with a broken neck behind him and uh, deciding that yeah hey this place isn't I so bad. This house. Yeah. yeah. It's my I can do this. It's a bit of a fixer upper, sure, but only a couple of dead bodies. I can pay. You can work. Little elbow grease. This place will be fun. 
Why was everyone dying? Were they also just like sacrifices to Nyarlathotep? Or were they going crazy? Or okay, so remember how Isabel uh, had had like a, a weird illness? Uh, no one knew what it was. Um, so Adele basically did a, a portrait of Dorian Gray to her, where she took all of her sickness and put it into the mirrors in the house. Oh. Um, so what she, in the house? The the mirrors. Mirrors. The mirrors. The mirrors. Um, the what? The mirrors. Okay. It's not. It's uh, so not when, a pronunciation. I just can't, it just cuts out. Um. So basically, she was she was alive and and well until she refused to write her name in the dark book and threw Adele out. And then his protection, Nyarlathotep's protection, uh, vanished. And when she died, she became all of her sickness and torment that was trapped behind the mirror. Um, and she was basically, you know, leeching life and power out of people. And driving them to kill themselves or, you know, causing accidents. Think the mirrors have done anything? Uh, no. It cut out again. No. So me smashing the mirrors was not going to do anything to help. No. Uh, yeah. the, only, the only two ways to win uh, were to uh, do the counter ritual and uh, sacrifice somebody. Uh, or if you had brought an elder sign into the house and touched the mirrors with it, um, that would have worked yeah, too. Naturally. That should, I don't know why that's just not plan A. Just bring in an elder sign? Yeah. Well, hey. All right, time to elder sign this bitch. All right, um, all right. So uh, let's uh, let's tell Eric to get rid of Craig. Yep. Uh, Eric, get rid of this bastard. That's Craig. Hey, Any last will. Fox? It's not a bastard. We like Craig. Uh, yeah, Craig's we like Craig. Guy. 